What's up, my Melon Mancers? It's your boy Dylon back with another episode of the Melomancy Podcast. Joining me in the studio today, we've got Rick, King of the Cantaloupes, and Victim, the guy who always gets stuck with the watermelons. Rick, what's going on? It's your boy Rick, King of Cantaloupes. I I'm, I need to apologize right now to the listeners because that it was an AI generated opening. I did not write that. I would never say that. <laughs> Victim, what did you put me up to? <laughs> it's so good, man. I. What is this thing anyway? So it's, um, I feel like most people at this point have heard about it a little bit, but it's uh, OpenAI. And it has a, I think it's called DaVinci, I want to say, is the, the, the AI they use. Text DaVinci 002. I don't know what the fuck that, any of that means, but so yeah, people have been using it to write like. And it spits back a story to you. Yeah, basically. And what people have been doing is they've been, if you denote what kind of story you want, and then you give it like a prompt that has like an early like explanation of how it works, it'll just carry it. So what people have been doing is making 4chan green text stories with it. Right. And which so what you asked was, uh, are funny. write an opening line, uh, a joke opening line to the podcast named The Melomancy Podcast starring Dylon, Rick, and Victim. And that's what it said. Yes. Yeah. That is what <laughs> You made no us. mention of cantaloupes. But it was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. Every bit of it. And, uh, yeah, no. I'm now king of cantaloupes. <laughs> the guy that gets stuck with watermelons. Yeah. Well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know why really it sounded means. like that. Like, that's a bad thing. But I know. It's like, uh. the, the AI text stories are fun. Uh, I've been, like, going real ham on the, the AI text generate Or, sorry, image generation. The, the doll E um, AI. Yeah. Which there's a new one called Doll E too, but um, there's no public website that lets you just render stuff because it's expensive to do that kind of shit, right? Like that takes oh, a lot of computing fact, power. The the OpenAI one, um, I think anyone that's familiar with it, is especially our listeners, I'd be willing to bet, probably are a little sketched out about it because uh, you need to give it your phone number, Ooh. which is weird, and it technically costs money. They just grant you eighteen dollars worth of their service for free. That which sketch. I've oh, I've only scratched like four dollars of, which I've I've done it like thousands, one thousands of times. That's amazing. So um, yeah, it, we'll, we'll just give it a different. Uh, there's probably number. some sketch to that, I'm sure, but I, I, you know what? Listen, I took the bullet already. It's fine. And now Rick is king of the cantaloupes, thanks to your yep. humble donation. Uh, speaking of yep. humble donations, you know, let's thank some people real quick. So I, I don't actually have anyone to thank, but I'd like to remind the listeners this is a value for value production. And if you're listening, I see the metrics. I know you're there. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're on SoundCloud or Spotify or iTunes, you know, that's cool. Uh, you know, preferences are, is your your prerogative. But uh, I would strongly encourage you to get a modern podcasting app at newpodcastapps.com and load your little wallet with uh, some Satoshis and uh, send us a boost. We'll read them out on the show. Uh, you can also participate live. We have a couple people in the chat room, which is super cool. Uh, just follow uh, mostly me on Shitposter Club with Dylan or the brand account on Twitter, or if you have the misfortune of having a Discord account, join our Discord. Don't sign up for Discord for us. Only join if you're already stuck with it. Uh, I really hope it dies soon. Uh, but we have one uh, because nothing has replaced it yet. Um, one day, I can hope. I can pray. But, you know, uh, if you want to interact with the show in the live chat, we love that. You want to send a boostgram either during the live show or, or after, that's fine too. Just, you know... Uh, newpodcastapps.com that's how you get this that's how you get the real good apps i am currently using fountain fm i fucking love it 
Uh, I've also heard Podverse is pretty good. That's open source if that's what you're into. It's also got a desktop client uh, that syncs with your mobile client if uh, you spend a lot of time at your desk. Um, I don't. So Fountain works better for me because podcasting is a phone experience for me, uh, the listening part anyway. So, you know, that's just, you know, my prerogative. So yeah, uh, when I I used to listen, I used to use my phone as well. Yeah, I use my phone. um, I do use Fountain. And uh, actually, Fountain sometimes gives you Satoshis for listening to podcasts. Yeah, that was actually uh, a new update where um, podcasters can now like load up a bunch of Satoshis, which, by the way, if you're not aware, a Satoshi is a hundred thousandth of a Bitcoin. So it's it's not it's not even close to a dollar. It's like a fraction of a penny. Right. Uh, But they add it fast and people use it to tip people. Um, And Fountain allows podcasters to advertise their show on Fountain by simply loading up a block of value with x number of satoshis and it's like hey try my show out you'll I'll, I'll give you x satoshis per minute from this bank of satoshis i just loaded that you can see transparently right yeah i and the weirdest part about that is i didn't know they could do that or they would do that because uh the podcast that i listen to hasn't actually claimed their podcast yet yeah so you can use fountain to listen to your favorite podcast but they may not be aware of all this podcasting 2.0 stuff and they stand to benefit a lot, but you know, there's a lot of corporate podcasting out there or just you know, good podcasting people out there that are subject to the YouTube algorithm and that old model that is not sustainable in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But you know, whatever pays their bills. Like if you can make a living out of podcasting, do it. I don't care how, right? I'm just, you know, I don't do this for a living and so I'm gonna do it in the best way, you know, the the way where I'm free. So um, that's a cool thing that Fountain does where um, you can pay out um, your listeners to give them to ask them basically to give your show a chance. Right. So you could just do it on like a really like smash hit episode that you really want them to hear to hook them. Right. Uh, and also you think about it, a, a couple hundred dollars worth of Satoshis, it would make plenty of little stream like budget. Whereas a couple hundred dollars on a Facebook ad is going to notify like 10 people. Yeah. You ever thought about yep. that? Like, well, it'll notify <laughs> a lot more, but none of them will click because nobody likes Facebook ads. But there, there are you know idle podcast listeners, podcast enjoyers on Fountain that are looking at all the ones that have like rewards turned on for whatever episode to try out something yeah. new. And uh, you can much better way to advertise. It is much better. Like a, a couple hundred dollars goes way further doing that than it ever will on Facebook uh, or or Twitter promoting a tweet. Like no way. <laughs> Like, don't waste yeah. your money. Do something like yeah, that. Fuck you. Never waste your money on promoting tweets. They they promote them for you if they if you do like yeah. something that's just genuine or generally like whatever. Like for instance, some back when Elden Ring came out, someone tweeted out Dark Souls two. That's all they tweeted, and that- then it just exploded. Like just like the the top tweet for the day almost. Why? So it's just like it, they didn't. And I I asked them like why do you why is this tweet showing on my timeline? And they're like, I don't even know. It's I didn't a viral even sensation, it. didn't you hear? Apparently, that, that's that's that's. So they didn't have to even pay money for that, though, right? So. <laughs> Anyways, well, anything lucky, that lucky generates. That's just yeah. Funny. Anything that generates uh, views or clicks in the case of websites yeah. are gonna. Yeah, because it's yeah. a click-based, you know, monetary system. You know, your your value on your account is is for advertisers is rated on like click-through and and likes and follows uh whereas on a value-based system like with value for value everything's money it also makes it harder to fake like let's say someone wants to inflate their podcast metrics and they, they hire a bot army 
right? But if you're in a value for value model, those bots all have to pay you real money in order to show up as like value activity, right? Um, which I mean, sure you can do that, but like at that point, why don't you just spend that money on an advertisement? Like I just said with the, with the value thing, right? It's like, um, when your actions are backed by money, um, it's a little bit more meaningful, even if it's like a fraction of a dollar, right? That's why they do it that way. A Satoshi Makes doesn't sense. really add up to a lot. Like, uh, there's a hacker news clone called stacker news. It's for, it's basically hacker news for Bitcoin maximalists. And, uh, to upvote something, you have to pay sats and then it pays to the person who posted the thing that you're upvoting. But like, it's like 10 sats like per click, right? And you can t oh. do it multiple times. Like maybe you really like something like 30 bucks is like what? 30, like, like 50,000 sats and you're going like 10 yeah, it would have you, to be because uh yeah i've got like 800 of them and i've got like 18 cents because bitcoin ate it in the shorts for the past couple months mm -hmm. it'll come back oh i'm sure it will i'm just letting you know like oh i know funny <laughs> enough my value has gone down yeah. mm. my value has gone down like an actual money because mm -hmm. bitcoin lost that much even though i have like four times more than what i started with that's great. Um, one thing I, I would like to point out is um, in my time learning about the value for value system and how all that shit works, I had to expose myself to a lot of Bitcoin maximalists. And it has, it has opened my eyes. Like, but let, let me explain. I'm, it's not a cult, right? So first of all, I thought crypto was Everybody mine. says that at the I, beginning well, of uh, I know. cult spiel. So this isn't a Ponzi scheme or MLM. Uh, so uh, I found spiel, this book. But... It's not a cult. <laughs> so it's not a cult, but hear me out. So I thought crypto bro hood was sort of a monolith, right? Um, and so, and that comes with good and bad things. So I knew it wasn't really a monolith, but I thought the people on the side of crypto were sort of united on a lot of shit. That's not fucking true, right? And it turns out Bitcoin maximalists are actually very against all of this Web3 stuff and all of this like altcoin. They call them shit coins, right? But uh, they'll even call Ethereum, which is like the main alternative to Bitcoin, uh, a shit coin, right? And they, they mostly argue this is because of the proof of stake model where uh, to get consensus on the network, you simply need to be rich rather than uh, doing a lot of mining, right? Um, because when they founded Ethereum, they handed out a bunch of coins to a bunch of insiders and they still hold the most Ethereum. So now they're in power. That will surely go well. If I was invested yeah, in Ethereum, I would pull out. Uh, or I would, you know, maybe... Um, when I get my second show off the ground, which is still happening, by the way, uh, definitely on the, the short list of people I want on the show is Moon, who's been on this show before. And he's very invested in Ethereum. I'll definitely ask him about it. Because um, I wonder what his take is on it. Because I know he's, he's very bullish on Ethereum. He's very, like, um, like happy with you gotta it. you got to ask him if he, right. it's a shit coin, right? And, and what he thinks about other coins. Because, I mean, there, there are some people, there's a lot of unity in the crypto space as well against what is an obvious, like, shit coin, right? Uh, or scheme or trap or, you know, proven malice, proven bad behavior. Um, but the Bitcoin maximalists will call shit out that I never thought a crypto aligned person would call out. Like, for example, NFTs, right? Um, you know, I, I was listening to Bitcoin maximalists talk about NFTs. I'm like, is this like victim's long lost brother or something? This dude hates NFTs, <laughs> right? Like conceptually, even the positive stuff that we've covered on the show, which again is yeah. few and far between in implementation land right but it's theoretically possible right but obviously not what the people making money are interested in building right 
No, um, yeah. So like, I I feel won't like make the money at least not in, not right away. Right. And so I feel obligated to point out that you know there's positive implementations of this technology that the the big money companies are simply not doing on purpose. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's something that needs to be talked about with it with like uh, with cryptocurrency in general. I mean, think about all of the different like future based, uh, even fiction, but like future based anything. It's all all a centralized or uh, well, I guess decentralized in some cases, but uh, a currency that is digital. Like mm -hmm. they call them credits, so they call them whatevers. The people are already well versed in all that shit existing, right. so it's like I don't know. I think it's only a matter of time. Yeah. So all this web yeah, stuff the... and like, oh, go ahead, Rick. Well, that is a good point, though, Vic. Like that, you know, every time we've got a future society or a space society or whatever, right? It's always credits or. Um, everything's fucking free. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it's well, just... that's a Star Trek uh, thing. Oh, fair, yeah. Because they live in a utopia, right? So, um, I, I, I just want to, you know, cl before we move on from the crypto topic, because I don't want to stay on it too long. Um, I guess my point is, is that I definitely want to hear some some perspectives on like what people who invest in Ethereum are looking for. And if that's you listening to this podcast, maybe send us a boost. Tell me what you think, because those boostergrams have little messages on them, and I can you know hear what you say, and I, I'll read it out on the show. Uh, and I will read it out loud, or Vic or Dylan will read yeah. it out loud. Like somebody uh, on the Fetty, like I was like, hey, we're going live soon, and I just need to take a shit in the shower. And then he's like, you know, make sure you you shave the cussy talking about the, the cat the demon butthole right like i was like yeah man yeah. send me a boost i'll do whatever you want <laughs> well, you know, then. i meant it uh no but anyway uh <laughs> so um, oh. to my surprise to my absolute surprise bitcoin maximalists are actually um very critical of everything that isn't bitcoin um to the point where they they'll write off like even the positive stuff that i've mentioned before right yeah they'll, they'll call it copium <laughs> And, like, they're not discounting technology. Like, they know the good arguments are out there, but they don't think anyone will ever honestly make them work, right? Um, they don't believe in good faith among the developers that invest in this technology. They think it's all grift. And you, they might have a point, right? Um, I think at the, at the moment, it is, nine, it is at least 90% grift. Yeah. And I, I'm not talking about, like, art collectors because, you know, people are – nothing's going to stop art collectors from collecting art, Right. Um, when people think of the art NFTs, uh, they usually think of like uh, tax evasion. <laughs> like rich people do. I, it I hate. I hate that. That's the fucking go-to because like I know, that's gotta I be that. such a small amount. I know, but like I, I see people like on Twitter that are just like trading cool art pieces that are not like a fucking yeah. uh, like copy paste oh, minor. It's change. actually funny. <laughs> I, I saw an artist that I I've been following. Actually, two artists. One that makes joke shit post images, and the other one that just makes really artsy, like anime adjacent art. Mm -hmm. And they're both sell selling their their pictures now uh, with like a. I think they don't just list them as NFTs; they like list them with their Ethereum value. I don't know if that's a common thing to do or well, whatever. Uh, most but... NFTs are on the Ethereum blockchain, so they're, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. valued at Ethereum. But I, I just I, whenever I see someone like listing them, they don't usually list them like that. They usually wait till you get to like OpenSea to tell you the price or whatever. So I, I, I don't know. I thought it was weird. I haven't seen it like that before. But yeah. well, OpenSea is um, a centralized service that it kind of flies in the face of all this Web three stuff. I like right. Oh, um, I got you. Because it's like a, a website, a centralized website where people you know um, buy and sell a decentralized uh, token from each other. Right. Sounds kind of kind of backwards. Yeah. It is backwards. That's the reason why people like who was it. It was um, Seth Green. 
he was gonna make a show with like his fucking his fucking monkey. oh yeah and, and but his shit was on open sea and not secured and he could have just put it on like a usb thumb drive or something and put it in a lockbox or a safe or a safety deposit box or something no it was on open sea and he got hacked so whatever rip what yeah. a guy so well, a guy. don't worry he paid his ransom and that happens to Bitcoiners, too, who trust things like Coinbase and centralized exchanges. And Bitcoin Maximus will tell you, if you don't have access to your keys, that's not really your money. It's just a voucher for what might be your money. And it's not protected by anything like FDIC. So it might as well not be your money. Um, so, you know, the Bitcoin Maximus do think about those kind of things. But they do spend a lot of time making fun of the Web3 people. Uh, which, speaking of, Jack from Twitter, right? Um his company is working on something that he's calling Web5. Now, that's kind of a joke, but it's serious. So, uh, Okay, he's making the Microsoft right. jump, I see. So okay. uh, well, people are like, yeah, wait, well, what happened no, to Web4? No, actually, it's going back because we've got Web6. Or, no, I'm just kidding. Nah. It's IPv6, but yes. It's actually a super clever name uh, to call his future projects that because people are like, hey, wait, what happened to Web4? And his response every fucking time is the same thing that happened to Web3. It never happened. Got him. Oh, right? fuck. Okay. It's That's like good. it's brilliant marketing, in my opinion, right? And uh, and this Web five concept is basically everything that I've supported and and advocated for in the Web three space, right? But with no blockchains because they're not required. But Bitcoin is the money, right? They're not making a new token. You can, but people will call you a fraud, right? Because they don't need another token. The money is yeah. Bitcoin. I, I think <laughs> that's that's an issue with like uh, like I hate to fucking to go down this lane, but yeah. like. All the Jake Paul, Logan Paul shit, or there was another big influencer dude that did a lot of that shit too. It's just like there comes a point in time where like, why does this need to happen? What is the point of this? This can only either be, you know, them trying to like get into a space that they don't fully understand. So it's already a dumb idea to put money in. I would argue, or they understand it and it's a scam. I I would argue that Logan Paul (laughs) actually understands it very well. Um, Oh no! After what happened, yeah, I agree. (laughs) They even admitted, I think, later on that it was literally a pump and dump. <clears throat> Sorry, ooh, right. fuck, a pump and dump. So it's just like, yeah, they're they're scamming their fucking. They were a rich That's influencer first, and then yeah. they started understanding it, and now they're like crypto for life. But they're like not scamming anymore. Like, what the hell? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that isn't. I mean, once they got their money and ran and didn't get any backlash, why the fuck not? It makes so. me feel dirty talking about Logan Paul in a positive light. So let's move yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> that's what that, that's why I, I didn't want to like bring it up really but no yeah. it's all good so tldr uh bitcoin seems to be pretty legit bitcoiners and bitcoin maximalists surprisingly hostile to uh shit coiners as they would say uh i didn't see that coming i thought crypto was a more of a monolith than that um within some reason right because obviously not everything's a monolith you can't just say that right but like i thought it was yeah, more yeah. of a monolith than what i came to understand so that was surprising <laughs> uh so send us satoshis i'll dance on camera if you'd like uh, that way the listeners don't have to deal with it because they're not watching. Um, <laughs> Fair. So uh, let, let's move on to, to consumerism real quick before we talk about the video games because like, I think almost everything on our agenda too. is video games except one item, which is the Kenobi finale. So we brought it up last oh. episode that we were halfway through the Kenobi show and it's now over. I feel obligated to talk about it so we can proceed to never talk about it again. Right. So before you say anything, <laughs> I remember uh, we were we we briefly touched on it last time, but how I saw some of the clips and I was like, I don't know, guys, I don't know, guys, <laughs> I'm not certain about this. And then I remember everyone was mentioning that like, oh, it's 
you know, it's better than a lot of previous stuff recently. So I was like, okay, okay, I get it. It's fans not. are fans. The the scene it's you're not. talking about, the scene that you went out of your way to see was the the chase in the woods with with yeah. like little girl Leia, where she proceeds to outrun for like five minutes, like uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, and fucking they <laughs> capture her anyway. That bound that's that chase scene was that long for them to capture her anyway. It was a point. They, they didn't even like have it transition into like like a stealthy scene that would have been kind of cool. No, she just straight outruns them with her super speed. I guess Ugh. I don't fucking know. I mean, I don't know if I expected anything. I mean, anything because Leia's a Jedi. She's so small. She runs under the branches that impede their path. I guess. I I did love that part of the. They were just like, oh, with oh, hot damn. branches. Like I can't lean over. So I can't get over this. Or, or just fucking under. plow through it. Yeah. It's great. But, so, it, but I bring it up because I was mentioning that the other night to another friend of ours that we don't talk to a whole lot anymore. Um, and he was like talking so highly of it. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm really loving this Kenobi. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm not certain about that. And so there's something I want to bring up. And it's uh, before I get into the spoiler territory, it's about the recommendation. Do I recommend you watch Kenobi? And I, it's not that straightforward. So like Star Wars is a bit of a binary. There's people like your friend that you did not name. I actually have no idea who you're talking about. Um, no, you've never met him. Uh, that's that's why I didn't bother naming him. Okay. Yeah. So there's people like your friend who have seen Star Wars before and are totally into it, right? Because uh, who's going to watch the Kenobi show and not also have seen Star Wars, right? Um, yeah. Nobody. So you have either attempted to try Star Wars and you either like it and you've seen all the movies and you've seen some of the extra shit, right? Or you've seen none of it or you tried like maybe one or two movies and you're like, this isn't for me, right? Um, so it's like, why would it's I like bother? Uh, your microphone's a little far away from your mouth. I can't quite. It's like doing drugs. I said. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you I, you try it. You decide you either want them all, or you want one or two, or you know it's not for you. Right. So, uh, do I recommend Kenobi? Why are you even asking for my opinion, hypothetical listener who didn't ask? Uh, <laughs> you either love Star Wars and you've already fucking seen it, or you're not going to see it. Yeah. Why should I have to re- tell you yes or no? I'm not gonna. I'll tell you what I thought about it though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I think that's a good point. Really, it's pointless it, it, to it's, resist or or try to it, endorse. Pointless to resist. It's, it's all, it, actually funny enough. Not to like tangent too hard here, but it, uh, we can maybe talk about it in a moment. Yeah. But it, it's literally like me and Jordan with uh, the new Ruby anime. It's gonna suck. It's gonna look cool, but it's gonna suck. But we're gonna watch it because we watched the original. It's just. It's just gonna I happen. haven't seen the original, and every time I think about watching the original, I just know I'm aware that it gets bad later, and I'm aware that the original creator is dead, and I'm aware that the new stuff is an affront to his legacy, and it makes me feel bad about thinking about watching it. Right? Yeah, I know. I know. I I think we'll probably have some listeners that are mad at me for saying this, maybe, but just go fucking watch Dead Fantasy instead, man. Go go watch Red versus Blue season. Like I think it was like oh oh fuck, I forget what season he came in. I think it was like seven, eight or seven. Know. On to like up to like ten, and and that's it. You get to see the best of money, and you, you don't you don't. Ruby season one and two are great, but they don't have a climax. So uh, standalone, they're mm-hmm. not that great because of that. So, so let's talk about the Kenobi finale. Fa- 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 the Kenobi fallacy. <laughs> the, the Kenobi fallacy. Yeah, so, yeah. That's um, so. Um, I I mentioned in the last episode that I would like to compare it to other Star Wars TV shows, such as The Book of Boba Fett which they made just before this one. Chronologically, not even close to Kenobi, but, like, it's the show they made before they made Kenobi, right? And mm-hmm. they jump all over the timeline because they have to because it's fucking Star Wars, right? I get it. 
the Book of Boba Fett was mid. The Kenobi show is better than the Book of Boba Fett. I don't know if I would call it mid. So there's a lot of uh, crappy shots in the first couple episodes, like, Victim, you, sh- you watched, right? Yeah. Um, but those crappy shots are kind of few, right? Overall, it wasn't egregiously horribly directed. There's a couple of awkward things, like, for example, uh, one of the episodes in the middle, right, which I think aired right after our last episode, right, um, where the bad guys have cornered the good guys in, like, a hangar, right? Oh, and they're just like, fight. oh, damn, it'll take days to breach this and then like obi-wan and the villain uh lady like are talking through the door having a moment right and i'm like why can't she just the whole time they're talking about it's going to take days to siege them i'm like why can't she cut the doors down with her lightsaber and it's like well, there must be some reason she can't they do, right and then when they do get in there it's it's a like out in the open firefight right right or yeah and it's just like man we've We've passed the 80s. you got to do better shots than these. Like, right. Like, even um, they've just had the Book of Boba Fett, where while they did reuse all of the action fights in that fight, uh, they could have, you know, I don't know. It wasn't the end of the world, Still had though, them use right? cover. <laughs> right. So what bothered me was they're like, oh, sorry, Lord Vader, it's going to take days to siege these fuckers, right? And it's like, cut the door down with your lightsaber. I guess you can't. It's too thick. Makes sense. I played video games before. But then they're having this heart-to-heart moment through the door, and then she like, gets mad at him, and then she tries to stab him through the door, and it's like, oh, her lightsaber goes through the door after all. And then she proceeds to <laughs> open the fucking door! That's so funny. It's like, what was this What was this drama and dialogue about having all this time to be sieged? Like, is time passing and the, the, the direction's just really bad, or did we just skip straight to uh, Hack and Slash? Because I don't know what's going on there. Probably number two. Um, the Some of the other things about that, uh, as well though like not just that but about the show like the cg was kind of terrible the cg was kind of terrible but look it didn't use a whole lot of cg thankfully there's well, like, a lot of practical talking effects. about like the uh basically any scene with the spaceship oh yeah fair like um, all the space scenes the scene where they wanted darth vader to be cool by pulling his starship out of the sky man that starship looked like it was cut straight out of ps2 <laughs> right <laughs> You know what's the worst part about that? They could have done the same cinematography tricks they did for, like, the original movies. Mm-hmm. Just with, like, some remastering over top of it. For the newer shit and no one would bat an eye. Well, the yeah. worst thing is, is I be you know, I want to say, oh, well, you know, money. But they spent more money on this show than they did on the previous other, like, Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, right. and because of who they are, they inherently pay more money when they sign a contract. So they probably signed on with someone who fucking milked them for the CGI work they did for them and did fucking half-assed shit work. Yeah, no, the a lot of the CG was pretty bad. I also wish that the for the final fight uh, with the oh well. I should we go through that? No, the... Yeah, like let's let's start okay. with the spoilers then. So there was a final fight that was uh between Obi Wan and Vader. Yes. This the man, it reminded me you know what the fucking reminded me of? It reminded me of the battle of uh uh the North City Northman City in uh Game of Thrones. Oh, it was just so fucking dark. Right. Well, I mean, not for me. It wasn't that dark. I have an OLED TV, so it looked great on my TV. I mean, it looks fine on my monitors, but I can you tell that OLEDs. it looks really fucking dark. Yeah. Like, I, I uh, enjoyed that fight a lot because I could see it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fine. I just felt like they should have lit up the fight a little bit more. 
That is absolutely legitimate criticism. I totally get that. Uh, so uh, I do want to talk about the finale, um, or I guess the final couple episodes, right? Uh, yeah. So um, overall, I wasn't that disappointed. Um, I'm a big you know fan of the prequels because I was young when they came out. That makes a lot of sense. And it's like basically more of that. It's a little cheesy. There is a little of you know bad shots here and there, a little bit of bad direction. But like, I was pretty satisfied to come the end of it. It was definitely better than the book of Boba Fett. That show is hot garbage, and this one is not quite that. So, uh, I'll take that for what you will. Um, I'm not going to bother recommending it because you've probably you've either already seen it or you never will. So, what does my oh. opinion matter? I had a good time. I was a little worried because uh, you may you may remember if you go back and listen to the old episode, I pointed out that I thought it was a little weird that uh, Reva, the the evil lady, knew that Anakin Skywalker was Darth Vader. Right? Uh, I you know. Uh, I, I had a bit of copium, you know, where it's like, you know, the Inquisitors probably know that because their their entire purpose in life is to replace Vader when he fails, right? Like, that's that's part of canon. That's established, right? That makes sense. Uh, but then I think, Rick, you pointed out that uh, there's already existing Disney canon where that is a guarded secret, right? Yes. Um, no, they... Yeah, existing canon, like, Darth Vader goes out of his way to kill everybody he knows that knows a secret. And then uh, it was so obvious the whole time that uh, the first scene of the first episode, we see three younglings. One is a little girl uh, who is black. And, of course, it's Star Wars. There's a flashback with a little girl who's black. There's a, a black adult female character. They must be the same person because that would make too many black people in a Star Wars show. They can't do that, right? They've never done yep. that. <laughs> it's unheard of. <laughs> so, of course, it's the same person. Why didn't we just assume the worst? <laughs> and I bet you, if you go uh, rip the Chinese dub of it, uh, they don't exist at all. Right? They just like uh, obscure her face or something. I don't know. Give her the Inquisitor mask nah. from Fallen Order. I don't know. <laughs> but like, of course, these are the they same just person. Straight rip those scenes out. Oh, I mean, but that also, I it makes sense that it's the same scene because uh, otherwise that scene has no merit in being in the show. Right. I mean, other than cool factor, which it was mm -hmm. a cool scene. Don't get me wrong. I it did not scare you know pa, go uh, un, or not you know uh, go by me unnoticed that uh, the youngling room was the same room as the uh, Obi Wan Anakin duel room. Yes, that was kind of uh, cool. And uh, yeah, although it felt weirdly empty when they went back, and maybe it was just the slightly uncanny valley of them uh, making uh, Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor a little bit younger. Mm -hmm. for the fight it was good that it happened though yeah like it wasn't like the egregious cgi that we've seen in other star wars shit but like where they're weirdly shiny or something right but like you know it's more star wars and it was uh better than some of the other stuff they've made recently so it's like i can't complain i mean i will complain it wasn't perfect but it's like, of course, I had a good time. But like, that's just every Star Wars property these days, even the sequel movies. Like, I just turn my brain off and enjoy it. I saw them all in theaters. They're not deep and they're not good. But you know what? Laser sword. View, view. Like, that's fun. I, whatever. Right. It's not deep. It never will be. It's a guilty pleasure. Emphasis on the guilty. I always maintain that. I believe that is a consistent belief of mine. It's not that deep and it's a guilty pleasure. So I will continue to enjoy it with guilt. <laughs> um, anyway. Victim. Yes. Yes, tell us about Victim. It's the Steam Summer Sale. Did you buy anything? I have not. Well, I did. Ooh, tell us more. So I could play with Vic. Oh, uh, oh yes, actually. Yeah, Hell Let Loose. 
All hell it loose. It's like that? uh it's it's like Should I have bought it? The best way I can describe it is <laughs> World War Two Planet side. Or like it's like better battlefield. A more hardcore battlefield. Yeah, yeah. actually it's probably the best way I can describe it. Because it is a hardcore game, like I think the most bullets it takes to kill you is three, but most guns can kill you in one shot, even without a headshot. Like, even SMGs can down you in one or two bullets. Um, I'm going to open up Steam, and I'm going to wishlist this thing. If you're watching the okay. VOD or you're watching live, I'm going to put my, uh, put my, I'm gonna put my uh, Steam window on screen. <laughs> What's this game called? Hell Let Loose? Hell Let Loose. Yep. It's, it's not a game that I can necessarily be like, Oh, everybody should play it because it's not going to be for everybody. But it's a first-person shooter. Um, yes. You can compare it to no, uh, Planet Side, but it's well, Planet Side is like the closest comparison that we would normally play. But the more accurate comparison would be Battlefield because it is a capture and hold kind of game. Okay. Uh, there are no tickets uh, like you would find in a Battlefield game. Oh, also all the DLC, all that is, is skins. Just FYI. The, None of that is required to play the game, not in the slightest. Um, loadouts are very restricted. Yeah, I didn't even realize there was any until, like, the other night. Yeah. Um, like, loadouts are very restricted in the game. Like, you start with a single loadout, which is, like, if you're a rifleman, it's going to be a rifle. I think you get some grenade, various grenades. Uh, do riflemen get ammo boxes, Vic? I forget. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and some ammo boxes. The end. Oh, and, you know, a stabby thing. Either a shovel or a stab, an actual stabby, depending upon whether you're uh, Russian, American, or German. Um, I'm like struggling. There is to... some extra funny with the Russians uh, because, like, they have shit equipment, and it mirrors their shit equipment in the game. Uh, like, their medics don't have morphine or anything like morphine, so they give you a pat on the back to get you yep. up off the ground. That's so beautiful. Like, you, <laughs> they use the payday two methodology of saying get get the fuck up. <laughs> okay, uh, well, I'll have to check that out. I don't have any. It is, yeah. Moment. It's a, and you know, if you if you're the kind of person that gets frustrated and dying, like really frustrated, getting frustrated's fine. But like, you get really upset when you die a lot, and you feel like running across the field just to get shot at the end of it or in the middle of it is too much. This is not a game for you. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, because this is like there is, you know, there is no like easy spawns. Uh, if enemies get too close to your like most of your spawns, they just die. They don't even, yeah, they, they don't even have to shoot uh, like the squad spawning. You know, uh, that makes me wonder because I thought about it and it's like I keep thinking about Planet Side, right? And it's like, well, this is a World War II game. And then I was like, mm -hmm. well, wait, what if they made a new Planet Side game in a different setting? And I thought about it. I'm like, what if they made it in the medieval setting? Yeah, but like this game doesn't even give you like feedback if you kill somebody. Mm. Most of uh, headshot. Yeah, headshot. You get a dull uh, like clang from their helmet. Ah. Oh, wow. uh, and the helmet flies off. That is hard. Usually, you can see the helmet fly off, but like everybody's got iron sights, so half the time you can't even really see the guy you're shooting. That's great. Um. Yeah. No, it's a. Uh, I would it's be a really little worried about game. hackers because it's like, well, I can't see them that, very well. And that's that an is issue something... we're starting to wonder about. We've had yeah. a couple matches where it feels like every death is just a fucking headshot. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, you know, if and that's one of those games too. Like, uh, it, 
you need to set aside like an hour and a half to play a match. Yeah. Um, so, That's you know, yeah, plan. Well, I mean, if you want to finish the match, that is, you need to, it may not take that long, but it can take that long. That's too different from like a planet side alert, so that's not that's not unreasonable. Yeah, no, it isn't. Um, yeah, it's a. I think it's a good game. I can't necessarily recommend it to everybody though. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, if you, you listener want to try it out, buy it on Steam so you can be. Able, yeah, if you get to your two hour mark and you're like, eh, you can trade it back in for your money. And if you do it quick, Steam Summer Sale will still be on. So yeah. you can get some of the other games that I would recommend. So I, I bought a couple. Uh, I bought, okay. I think, four. Uh, they were on crazy sale. Um, so I got, like, Ruiner for, like, $2. That's, like, a top-down twin-stick shooter in, like, a cyberpunk setting. Um, and then I got um, the Dune Spice Wars, like, 4X game. That's in the Dune universe. It's kind of cool. Uh, it's an early Ooh. access title, though. And then I got um, Hidden Bloodright, uh, which is a doom clone and i say that in the best way possible like it's in the gz doom engine uh but it's like oh i got you it's about like a thick like half tiefling half orc lady in like a dnd setting and it's it's just it's like brutal doom like you're like it feels like i'm playing doom um yeah but i'm like a seven foot tall fucking like orc chick with huge tits crushing people with my thighs mm. and battle axe uh, which is great, uh, but the design of those levels is kind of like Tomb Raider. Like, there's lots of exploring and puzzle solving that is not obvious or well communicated on purpose. Uh, so it does remind me a lot of Tomb Raider. If you were into the old Tomb Raider games and how kind of hard it was to find your way through without any real help, um, it's definitely got that retro feel. Um, but it is a first-person shooter where you kill lots of dudes. So uh, that's cool. I, I played that. That's the only one of the new games I bought that I played. <laughs> I'm looking at yeah. I've got a couple of games on my wish list. Uh, I may pick up Tunic, and uh, I'm all Tunic is uh, heavily pull it up on Steam and you'll see it. But heavily in, inspired by Zelda, it wears its uh, oh I've heard of inspirations it. yeah, yeah, yeah. on its sleeve. However, it's not the same game. Uh, but it's kind of like and it's definitely a game that you want to go in cold with uh, because you can't under like. Essentially, it gives you a manual that you can't understand it, like in the game, and it'll slowly fill it out. It's kind of, honestly, it's kind of like getting a manual before you can read, <laughs> where you like you've got pictures, but you can't understand what most of it means. It's like I'm trying to figure out where I'm going, but I don't know where to go. Right, and Tunica, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it looks like a game that I'll probably do, and it's more of a Dark Souls combat where you've got the dodge roll, even though it's isometric. Uh, the fixed camera angle isometric. I'm also looking at a game called uh, War Tales, which is an early access game that looks kind of up my alley. That War Tales. you know, yeah, War Tales. Uh, it's an early access, so that's what's actually holding me back, but more than anything else. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I think it's a turn-based uh, game, but you kind of go around the map as a little party of adventurers and. You know, if you die, you die. Nobody noticed that you even existed. Nice. Hopefully it doesn't turn out the way of um, Shroud of the Avatar did, because I was really excited for that game, and it ended up being hot garbage. There are several of those that we've... Uh, well, Vic, Shroud Vic, of the Avatar was one of those games that advertised itself to be what it was, and it, it just sounded like it was going to be a lot more than what it was. Uh, I 
I felt really bad about getting hyped for that game. And then they sold it off to somebody who didn't promise all the things that they promised in Kickstarter, and it was a legal loophole of uh, failed promises yep. and missing money. Yeah. That Lord British guy. Yeah, no, I Apparently mean, people it, didn't like him very much, even as early on as, uh, uh, like, some of the earlier Ultimate Projects. I never knew that, though. Oh, yeah, he was, it, my understanding it, is he was a right bastard. Yeah, apparently um, it was Peeve, Peeve Peterson. Um, he's like a good, he used to be a lot bigger, I guess, but he's still somewhat big Twitch streamer for Dark Souls and stuff. But that's where he got his gaming start was Ultima Online. And I didn't know this, but pretty much everyone that played Ultima Online at the time fucking hated him. Didn't well, couldn't stand the guy. He created Ultima Online. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, how many yeah, people like Rel? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. But I guess, so I guess it's one of those ones where like. It could just be a red flag, people hating him because he's the guy who makes the changes and the thing they like. Obviously, there's always that chance, but I don't know. If it, it, I mean, now looking at it now, it's like okay, maybe there was maybe there was reason to not like this guy. Uh, but yeah, that was a uh, one. Oh, there's also one that uh, I am excited for, which is uh, coming out. Uh, on October or uh, August 11th, it's called Cult of the Lamb. Have you ever played maybe a? Uh, it's a small game, but it's called um, Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone knows what yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, if you've ever played Animal Crossing, have you ever decided that you know I want my little villagers to be able to be in a demonic cult? I, I see the trailer, and it kind of reminds me of, um, what's it called? Uh, Don't Starve. Like, that's the art style. Reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah, it's somewhere between, like, Don't Starve and Animal Crossing, because it's a lot more bright than Don't Starve, because Don't Starve is definitely the dead palette yeah. of colors. Um, but the this is definitely a brighter game. And, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, no, it looks like you could just, like, periodically sacrifice your uh, cultists for, you know, greater power and uh, maybe summoning a demon or something. I don't know. Y who knows? But yeah, the idea is uh, that, and it's a Devolver Digital game, for those of you who are they familiar with that. Yeah. General. Company. They, so I'm watching this game, and uh, I could get the demo, but uh, I don't usually get game demos. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I'm just going to wait for somebody to review this game. Because uh, there's nothing that... I don't pre-order, even if I want the game. Even if I know I'm going to get the game anyways. I don't pre-order. I don't... I can't make exceptions. Fair. Because if I make exceptions, then I'm a hypocrite. The last time I pre-ordered a game, it was Doom Eternal. But I pre-ordered it the day it came out. Like, right before launch. To get a bonus oh. perk. See, so yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. Uh, if I know I'm gonna buy the game anyways, I, I don't look at reviews very often. So I already know that if I'm gonna buy a game, I'm gonna buy it. So I just yeah. pre-order it. I might, also, as well I, my, I might as well get my free shit. Fuck it. I also grew I know that a lot of people hate it, but <laughs> like uh, re reserving games was more accessible to me growing up super poor because I was able to like pay them off a little bit over time until the, yeah. it, it actually comes out. Um, well. When people, when we did that before, it wasn't a bad thing. Right. We got a full game at release. Yeah, <laughs> Things like that. If you got your game at Hollywood Video, they'd give you a fucking t-shirt. 
Oh yeah, well, all kinds of things, right? Like, Target had their own special things, even for like fucking CDs. There were like, like there was a Breaking Benjamin album where you had a specific, like you got a, an extra song on your CD from Target. Yep, that's awesome. I, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I'm not opposed to the concept of it. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, so there's a lot of games on the Steam Summer Sale. Um, your wallet may hurt mm-hmm. uh, if uh, you so choose to partake. I kept oh, very hey, tame. Look. I was very tame in my selection. Yeah, look. Dylan, Skyrim's on sale. <laughs> I already have the copy. <laughs> it's a small game. Yeah, it's a small, small game. Small game. game. It's called Skyrim. Yeah. It has something I'm, to do with uh, basketball hoops in the sky. Yeah, I might, I might buy uh, Ender Lilies. Now I'm thinking about it. You guys got me looking through my my. Uh, yeah, your my wish Steam list? wish list. Yeah, yeah, I've got a it, few games on my wish list, but most of them aren't on sale yet. Because Dwarf Fortress, did, have you ever seen their release date, Vic or Dylan? Oh no, when's the release date for Dwarf Fortress? Time is oh. subjective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a really uh, cryptic release date. I think it's because he he didn't ever want to charge money. For Door mm-hmm. Fortress, if I remember correctly, and when he put it on Steam, he only did it because he had—I don't think it was even his medical bills. I think it was his brother's medical bills, and he just needed money. So he's like, "I'm gonna have to—I have to do something." If yeah, you'd like well, to support me, you, you can know. buy the game for like five bucks. And then he just never released it on on Steam. It's just yeah, a listing. It's a listing, but he is—he uh, does have, you know, like pretty regular updates, like every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I mean. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was right. I was right. I was like, you know what? I played the shit out of your game. Five bucks. Yeah. Here's my, have my money. Oh, but he just never fucking released this. I was like, all right. I, 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 I will yeah. also be, because I just realized it's on sale, uh, be picking up uh, Spec Ops The Line because I wanted to play through that. It is potentially the best uh, war game ever. I've heard. Um... Uh, another game uh, that people could probably even look into uh, is Wildermyth as well. Uh, I think Jordan recommended this one to me. It looks really cool. It's ba- I, I, if I haven't played it, so I can't tell you exactly what it's about. But my understanding is it is a procedurally generated story RPG, where apparently the procedural generation is incredibly robust. So um, the funny thing I thought about the the Steam Summer Sale, uh, minor tangent from what you were saying. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was looking through, and it's it's all algorithmic, right? And like telling you like games that you might like, and in different categories. And I'm like looking at all the different categories, but like they they keep putting porn games in there because <laughs> I, I have That's, those this turned is what on. You fucking deserve. I know I probably deserve it, but like it was kind of funny, right? I even me and Jordan both have them. been subjected to this. I know. Well, I mean, I gifted him a copy of Subver, same as you. Uh, yep. And uh, he actually Nekopara. claimed the gift, and he said he would play it. Oh. Well, I claimed it too because I, I I I don't I hate this um, saying no to this shit in your corner. <laughs> so it's just sitting there in, in my. I haven't I haven't installed it. You can even go check. I haven't launched it. So one one of the games I had to I had to wishlist it because it was like this eighteen plus like erotic RPG game, but like the the trailer has like actual like combat in it, and it's like a three D game. It's not like a, a RPG maker like you know cash grab, um, and it's in VR. And I was watching the trailer, and I'm like, "This is an 18 plus game." And it wasn't until like halfway through the trailer that you see like the girls with their tits out, and like what was the name the, of the, the game? VR hands lifting skirts up. It's called Iragon 18 plus. 
Okay, when you said RPG Maker, it, it made my brain go to something, but I was like, I didn't think. No, no, they it's had it's not clearly like an RPG Maker thing. Like it's. It, oh, I got you. I was surprised that it wasn't because most of the erotic games are just that, right? Um, like RPG Maker Crash Grabs, uh, but this was like somebody made a VR RPG with melee combat and spellcasting, in full VR. Okay. But like, oh, they you did know what? That so reminds can... me of that anime you were talking about, Vic. Which oh, one? fuck. Yeah, there's yeah yeah yeah. It is fine. It, it there was an anime that he made very similar comments about where it's like they say it's a a hentai. However, it's probably closer to like Game of Thrones, like in the way that it looks. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's funny just that... like hardcore, like you know, medieval times uh, anime, but also there's sex. Isn't so it has to be a hentai. Place? Yeah. I'm trying to fucking remember what the name of it was. I don't know. It, you, it's been over a month since you mentioned it. Yeah, I mean, GTA was talking about um, Monster Girl Quest was another funny one. Uh, it's a classic. It's a, Certified yeah. classic. And did you know that the the extended set of games are made in RPG Maker? I, I don't think the original was. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's another game that it is primarily a hentai game, but it has yeah. a fucking amazingly robust story to it as well. It's like it has more like content, it has detail, lore, than and depth like, than it has any right. There, there is some triple A RPGs that don't even scratch the fucking surface of the storytelling in that game. I've only played. Well, I didn't really finish it, but I played a little bit of. The, I think it was the first or maybe the second one. But, but like, it's a game about you know. Being, being like the straightest Shota and, and not getting raped by monster girls. Yeah, what happens when you lose combat. And uh, Oh, my. It's hilarious. Don't lose combat. Anyway. Sorry, I happen to be eating. Sorry not to it's all <laughs> get good. it on the You record. know what? I got, I, got, I, got a, I got one last recommendation that I should toss out. Right. Um, Deep Rock Galactic. It's basically... You're you're a dwarf and you do dwarf things in space. You fight aliens. It's it it's, it is, doesn't get any more straightforward than that. Yeah, you're but you're also a dwarf and you're digging a hole. Yeah, it's it's actually really fun and it it does. Uh, it's, it's like four. So it's, it's like a squad based game. You know, four players go in, do the mission, they come out. And I think you just had a really big update too. So. I have that game. I never played it. Um, uh, me and GTA have been trying to play it, but it's kind of weird to only play two people. Yeah. No, you definitely need a what is a four man team. I've never heard like I've heard you can do it. We were it. we were managing it okay, but it is just it's like playing Warframe solo. Yeah, it's just not what it's meant to be. It's not it's not meant to be played that way. It's like I play Warframe solo, but like that's because I built myself up to survive it. Right, like a yeah. new player, it's not accessible. Um. State. And even Warframe Solo, like there are things that are entirely off limits to you, mm-hmm. like yeah. entire mission sets, because you need more people to mm-hmm. survive the missions. Yeah, it is no small feat to do it solo. It, it it has been done, but it's like it's not meant to be done, right? So only like the super tryhards that really know what they're doing can even pull it off in the first place, and it's obviously not intended to happen, right? Yeah. Um, I was I was very happy with the most recent Warframe update and the new stuff they added was soloable, at my level, so that was kind of nice, because I don't play with other people unless I know them. Like I try not to play with strangers. I I only do it to level up. 
or when I absolutely have to. Uh, but yeah, like on the subject though of uh, Deep Rock Galactic, I actually do have that game. Um, I was recommended it. I heard it was pretty good. I haven't actually launched it yet. Same as Killing Floor 2. However, I've heard Killing Floor 2 is not a good game. Uh, no, Killing Floor 2 is not very good. It was, it, you know, hubris on the developer's part to think that it they really make was. a better game than Killing Floor 1 because that game is really well, good. Well, it, it was more than that. It, it, was, it was very cash-grabby. They, they DLC the living shit out of every single fucking thing that could be released for the game, not just the cosmetics either. So it just, it felt bad. It felt like one of those moments where, like, you can't just get the game and play. You're going to get nickeled and dimed fucking at every goddamn corner. Me and Jordan were talking about it the other night. It's like, why not just play Killing Floor 1 with mods? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they just... just play the better game? Yeah, right. basically. The only thing that 2 does better than 1 is it has better graphics. Honestly, that's And actually... it's only marginally better. That's actually a good point, though, Vic, because that's a that is a a thing that I often uh, you know we talk. Dylan knows I like to play older games. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we mentioned uh, some of this in the pre-show specifically, but it is not uncommon for me to go back and play the old XCOM UFO Defense because you can't beat quality, no matter how pretty the game is, no matter how updated, new, fancy it is. You can't beat quality. Well, I mean, I think I don't know if I've mentioned this on on the podcast before, but it's one of the things that I've always hated about, um, I guess the MMO genre, but not not it's not exclusive to the MMO genre. But like, I hate the idea that like, uh, whenever we have improvements in games uh, and like systems and such, most of the times those improvements are on the graphics. Like, look at Call of Duty. Call of Duty is the same fucking formula, but the graphics get cooler and cooler. They melt right. your computer more and more. It's like if they had focused more on just developing a fucking video game, they would probably have a lot of goodwill still. You know I, what mean, I mean, I could make an argument for Call of Duty being a fine video game, but it's I mean, no, it's not like the, the formula needs to be changed. either. Right. right? They I, added sliding. It's uh, just an e- it's just an easier game to point to. I'm trying to think what else they've added besides sliding. Loot boxes. Uh, <laughs> Oh no, they don't have loot boxes right now. You just not anymore, it. but yeah, <laughs> they got just, like the worst battle pass ever. Got you know exploitive. the one thing I have to give them about their battle pass, despite it being so exploitative, is every weapon that comes out in the battle pass is in a free area, like on a free square, and you can get it after the fact by doing challenges. Yeah. Which is I nice because they could have, they could have, e- I mean, they yeah. used to, in fact, back when they, the game that they had loot boxes in, I remember you could get guns that were the same guns, but with a little bit better stats. It's like, fuck you, Call of Duty. That's so stupid. It's the rare version. Oh, but yeah, I guess, anyways, the point there, though, is that, like, you know, you, you look at, look at games like we, we talked about Ultima Online earlier. Look at Ultima Online, right? Then you can look at uh, RuneScape. And then even more than that, you can look at Mortal Online. All three of those games use the exact same formula. Ultima Online is still alive to this day. Mortal Online isn't. RuneScape is flourishing because it it decided to become more than that. Yeah. um, But like, there's something to be said about that. They they only tried to mirror the formula. They didn't try to make something out of it. Right. RuneScape did. And Ultima Online obviously pioneered it or made it. So. Well, and. Pretty much everybody who plays, you know, has been playing video games for a while, can remember older games that they played. That you're like, oh no, this is like I had more fun playing this game, and it's not because 
the game, you know, just nostalgia. Some of it, sometimes it is a nostalgia thing. Like, I think if I were to play GoldenEye with an N64 controller, I would have a lot less fun than if I played a modern, a more modern. <laughs> we were talking about, me and GT were talking about that because they're, they're, they're making a, a parody slash like, retrograde version of it. They're making supposed to be a, like a spiritual sequel, sequel. Yeah, they're making a good game, supposedly. That looks like that it. old game. Yeah. yeah, and you reload by just bringing the gun off the screen for a second. And it is 110% nostalgia that I'm, mm. I'm excited for it. But Oh, yeah. But, but like, it, well, it was could... a fun game, though. It really was. It but did a lot we've... that games just couldn't do back then, and they somehow fucking managed to get it to work. Well, right. We, But, like, there are still more modern games. Like, you know, I can point out, uh, I'm looking at my Steam list, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, that is a more, po- you know, modern game and it is a fantastic game although i will say i dislike that it has one of rockstar's favorite control schemes which is terrible all of rockstar's control Mm -hmm. schemes are hot ass fight me if anybody wants to it one of you send satoshis to say (laughs) to try to have me say that their control scheme isn't ass i will not say it read that one somebody else (laughs) i'll Mm -hmm. read it yeah. I disagree, though. I, 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 voice I would it. disagree. I agree with you, Rick. I think... Um... Yeah, no. Any control scheme that's like, you need to tap the button as hard as you can to get it to go. Like, no, that's not... Yeah. No. I Don't tell me to beat up my controllers or my... There, there's more than that, too. It's just the layout. Yeah, the layout is hot-ass, like, mm-hmm. if you're using a controller. Um, I, th- I would hope you can change it. I haven't played RDR 2, but... No, you can't change it on PC. Uh, uh, it's uh, hard. Why would they do that? Because... Rockstar is a bunch are a bunch of assholes. Honestly, they really are just as bad as uh, uh, except they're getting well, just mean, at as least bad as Todd Howard. But say. Todd Howard at least is producing new games. I don't think right. I, I think though, it's one like, of those moments where like <laughs> it's more their publisher. I mean, we we talk about this. I don't think Todd Howard's a bad guy. I mean, he he's willing to make jokes about it. He's willing to be be self aware about it, and he's willing to be the guy that takes the brunt of the. He and I think he just realizes that that's what he is. He is the face of the company. Oh, so yeah. if, if if management or their publisher or someone else makes a bad decision, they get to sit on their fucking hands and be like, "Oh, I don't know. Well, Ooh, was it me?" But also, like we think, um, what is uh, like what else has Rockstar made that has like made money since GTA Five? Nothing. Wait, didn't Red Dead Redemption? Well, I guess we accept. Except well, for RDR two, except right. for that. RDR two. But yeah. other than that, nothing. Yeah, but Sorry. my point. Yeah. yeah, so they've made one additional game that they've just let lie because mm-hmm. RDR two is the superior game of the two. I think um, they still update online, but it's like probably, whatever. but eh. uh, it's not nearly as good as GTA Online. Uh, it's all the attention. Yes, it does because it makes money because they have a. I don't even know how the fuck it does. <laughs> oh, like, they, who, because who the you. Fuck? It, it, there are lots of reasons, Vic. Uh, Mostly but, children. Yeah, but I guess yeah. The on um, the other hand, Bethesda. Dylan, do you want to list off some of your favorite Bethesda games as of late? Uh, let's see, Bethesda. What do they make again? Doom. Right. They own it. Ah, oh, that's fucking right. <laughs> I forgot. Forgot. <laughs> uh, uh, now, by virtue, uh, Microsoft owns it. Right. Yeah. I mean. Oh yeah, Doom, Doom guy, good. the Microsoft mascot, along next to Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. Who would have thought? <laughs> right. Yeah, really. But my point being is Bethesda, <laughs> like even in the first party, we've got 
uh, since Skyrim, we've got Fallout 4. Uh, actually, it was Skyrim before... No, Skyrim was... Yeah, it was after Fallout 3 and Fallout uh, New Vegas. Uh, so we've got Fallout 4, we've got 76, love it or hate it. It's actually kind of a mediocre game, but it's only mediocre. It's not as bad as it was. Um, I know, people talk about Fallout 76 like it's a fucking NFT. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, no, it's, it's a functioning <laughs> game, is what I will say about it. Um, but we've got those two. We've got uh, the Dooms. Uh, we've got Starfield right around the fucking corner. Like my point right. being is that uh, Rockstar deserves the what they get, and Bethesda does too. But Bethesda's at least trying to produce more things, not just be like, "Hey, we're re-releasing Skyrim every two or three years." Oh, well, that's what people focus on, but then they forget. You know, both Doom games are fucking great. Prey was uh, surprisingly amazing. Mm-hmm. I was expecting to go into that and hate it because I loved the original so fucking much. But I think both games are brilliant on their own prey prey is a fantastic game and yeah no i forgot about that one too honestly but they've like bethesda has made or produced a quite a few bangers really every other than fallout 76 every one of the games that they have their hand in has been an absolute banger i've been i've been pretty good at at predicting this shit i think over the last couple years i mean like uh it, it was before overwatch even came out that i was like you know what blizzard's on the way out they're going. I don't know. I didn't know when it was going to happen, but I already knew because I, I could see the quality of their game dipping. But I feel like very few people really fucking hyperfixate on that shit. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's my autistic superpower. I couldn't tell you. But um, I, I think it's just one of those moments where, like, you, you look at Bethesda and they've made some shit choices. Obviously, 76's launch was a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fallout 4 was middling to a lot of people oh yeah fallout 4 was pretty mid but like at the same time the framework for fallout 4 if anybody says uh, like the game itself as a game is worse than new vegas or fallout 3 they're fucking liars it is yeah i mean people say the same thing about new vegas as well how how many people shot all over new vegas and now that forza everyone's like yeah new vegas fucking love that game man it's really good new vegas is the one that is universally loved Nick. Now, but at the time, I remember hearing people fucking hated it. And they're like, "Follow three is so much better." I, it's just like it feels like the the narrative is just flipped. I didn't play entirely. <laughs> no, well, I, 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 I didn't like Fallout three, and I think it's more just I didn't like the setting. Eh, you don't so, have just to all, like not for me. Fallout games or anything like that. That's beside the point. Mm-hmm. But, but the but as games go, and Fallout four, and people will tell me that there are other things about it like you know the story is where's yeah the story that's subjective if you want to say that you like the story better of this game versus that game what i'm saying when i say like the gameplay is legitimately better it's a better shooter because they've had time to refine their like yeah. bethesda has had time to refine things and they do i still don't like the bad system but I, I i i would it would be weird for the oh, gameplay the- to go backwards and for even like basic fans to not call it i'm i'm betting like in i'm betting that starfield doesn't have bats but i I, the only reason man i hate it so much i think the only reason fallout has vats is because the original games back when they were isometrics called the targeting system where you picked where you want your shots to go vats it it, it was an attempt to canonize the way that their gameplay was working and that's that's admirable 
and I get why they included it. I just mm-hmm. and, and it also I don't helps think they, for the players not suck for the listeners that didn't play Fallout like me. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll explain some, in a non Fallout player's perspective of what the fuck Vats was. So in Fallout Three, Vats like slowed down time so you can like shoot good or something. Right? Well, I think it even like froze time. In, yeah, in the older games, it froze time. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, what this it, is a reference yeah. to the old Fallout games that were isometric, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They, that's exactly what it is, and it helps people who are not great at shooters, especially with framework in games like Fallout, where eh, the shooting was it's an pretty RPG mid. first. I get that. Yeah, it, it, was, it RPGified basically the shooting mechanics. Of the yeah, game. it allowed you to have a good chance to hit things, uh, or not a good chance, but actually hit. It was things. based on cover. Well, I mean, I say it's based on it. It's a lot, but based it, on a lot of factors behind the scenes. Did you hear? Yeah, the, um, I, I assume uh, it's better in four, but in like three, it was very, very bare bones. Did, did either of you hear that uh, New Blood is is making an homage to the old yep. Fallout One and Two, like an original game that, that plays like those? Probably that's new. I probably won't play it, but I'm excited for it. I mean, I may play it, uh, but I like yeah. isometric games. Again, I just I don't think I like the post-apocalyptic wasteland like vibes. In that very same much. Uh, press conference, they also announced that they were also working on a uh, a battle like a vehicular battle game like Twisted Metal. And I want that. That I'm excited <laughs> for because Twisted Metal was underrated. It, it well, I I, you so know what? Much of it. We, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit, and this is a weird tangent to go on. But like we've talked about, um, actually, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but Banjo Kazooie is toted as being like a fucking pinnacle of gaming, like pinnacle of retro gaming, right? So who? Well, I think it's mostly the Nintendo fans, obviously, oh, yeah. right? And, or even just rare fans too. Because it's, it's N64 era Banjo, right? Yeah. And I remember, yeah. like, it, it, it looked really good compared to the other 64 games, like Turok and Legend of Zelda, right? Um, yeah. So, like, it looked good. It was colorful. It was a great platformer. And Had when you funny game over... Ch- the, childish humor. When you game over, the fucking witch lady steals your little sister and turns into a hot goth bitch. Like, yeah. what's not to like? <laughs> but, but you know, but like you only ever hear Banjo-Kazooie, right? But then look at the game like Croc. Basically the same fucking game. All I think that purposes. was the second game I've ever played in same what about same <laughs> dylan what about gex they oh fuck gex. man gex is so good gex but is um so, is so good and i think i blame the dreamcast for his irrelevancy because like they, they really yeah. went that direction but i played it on the ps1 the original gex game which was 2d and yeah i mean hey Super Mario. it was the the 64 one better, was pretty good too 64 yes. had it 64 had the sequel as well, mm-hmm. Dylan. It, Gex just kind of... I think the problem with Gex is he said an awful lot of... Uh, not raunchy things, necessarily, but the... Uh, Very the whole... towing the line on whether or not yeah. a kid should be playing this game or not. Well, that and his... He was just had so many, like, references that only the parents would get and weren't yeah. funny as I remember ch- fucking six-year-old me asking my mom, what's Rhoda mean? because <laughs> he was watching reruns of Roto was one of his quotes in the graveyard level and it's like I don't know yep. what that is and it's like it's an old TV show that nobody liked and it's that ah, TV graveyard it's funny ha 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 yeah but but then like back to what I was saying though if, if you look at Croc mm-hmm. they sold the same amount of units but who the fuck's talking about Croc anymore fucking nobody nobody I, they I both got reviewed recently. the same fucking amount too uh-huh. so People are basically at this point, um, well, I say people, I mean, some people are basically at this point saying that um, Nintendo fan bases were just the only fan bases that were willing to stay outspoken this long. 
Yeah, because like <laughs> Sony the reason... reinventing themselves, like there's no identity across the Sony consoles, right? Like, yeah, I mean, Nintendo always stayed family or at least kid friendly, um, and Sony just mm-hmm. didn't, and Microsoft didn't either for that matter. Yeah, Microsoft they, was all they about kind the of teenagers. kept themselves very wide. Like, yeah, like Master Chief is a, is like their de facto mascot, right? Whereas Sony Hell, doesn't yeah. even have a mascot. Right. Well, I mean, they used to, but then they were bought by Microsoft. <laughs> right. Yeah. Microsoft bought the Sony mascots. Right, because there was a bunch of Kratos. contenders. It's like, who's the Sony mascot? Is it Crash Bandicoot? Yeah. Is it Spyro? Is it Sackboy from Little Big Planet? Is it Ricky Mario from Tenchu? No, it's fucking not. I it's, wish. Yeah. But. I mean, no, they, yeah, they kind I, of pushed I, them all to be. To some um, extent, yeah, but. I was going to say, now I would say, by default, it's Kratos. It's like the only thing they got going, but you can play that on. P- it's not exclusive anymore. You can play it on PC. Oh shit, you're right. Um, how about? Uh, Does the mascot have to be exclusive Uncharted? though? Not necessarily anymore. I no, don't think, but uh, definitely a first party um, or close to first party. Nathan Drake, maybe. That's well, he hasn't had idea. a game in years. Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, Ellie. Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, actually, Spider Man <laughs> might be the one. Spider-Man or... Oh, not even. The, that's not even first party anymore. Not really. Isn't it? No, they, I, they, no. they own the rights. Oh, the Sony Spider-Man. The it, rights. Okay. The Spider-Man. It, they own the rights, but they're they're pushing it to other platforms now. The game. Oh, fair. Mm. Yeah. How you about know, The I, Last of Us? So, uh, Ellie? Please, no. That, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much... I hate to say it. Actually, no, Even isn't that even coming to PC now? Maybe. Fuck, I, I don't, don't know. Remember. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess Kratos is probably the easiest one. Even though I, I know that it, it I, I guess that doesn't really make it not first party because it's still owned by Sony and published by Sony. So we're so. gonna we're gonna make a petition online for Parappa the Rappa to be the Sony mascot. <laughs> for life. Oh, hey, there's, there's a wait, bunch wait, of people wait. that would be with you on that just because it would mean they get a new fucking game. You know, Dylan. That yeah. and uh, Sly Cooper, man. People I found I found the mascot. We're searching for Polygon the Sony mascot. Man. Who was Polygon it? Man. Polygon man. Polygon man. Polygon man. Who's Polygon man? Exactly. It's the head. Do you remember? Oh right. Oh. Do you remember hell. there was this game? A Smash clone. Uh, yes. Where? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. So Polygon man was in a Sony commercial, and in the the Smash clone that they made for the PS3, uh, which had. You know, El Dante from the bad Devil May Cry game and Raiden from Metal Gear Rising, by the way. Um, and Raddick from Killzone 2. That was a, they, they had a stacked fucking roster of weird shit. They did. Yeah, I mean, fighting people like uh, Sly Cooper. Too. Yep. Uh, it was yeah. so weird. And so that guy Apparently from they the make references to all those games, too, in the, the new, the, the basic playtest that you get on PS5. Uh-huh. Also, I should play that some night. So that, that Crystal Head guy, the Polygon Man. He yeah. was the master hand final boss dude of yeah, that fighting game. It was his comeback. It was his great comeback. You know who should have had their comeback in that fucking game? Dart from Legend of Dragoon. They had a 3D model ready to go. They're like, here's an old JRPG funded by Sony back in the day. Throwback. And it's like the best RPG they've ever made. And it's like, we're going to put him in this game. And then they, they ended up not doing it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I find it funny their... that like, Sony Big won't Daddy put the money for that shot? anymore. Yeah, they did have Big oh. Daddy from Bioshock. That's fucking. They right. got Cole McGrath, Cole McGrath, or Evil Cole McGrath. Make great mascots for him. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Graves from Starhawk. I don't even know Starhawk. So Starhawk is the sequel to Warhawk, and Warhawk is one of the best PS3 games ever made. Uh, let me tell you okay. about Warhawk. So Warhawk was a launch title, right? It was online only, which was kind of unheard of at the time. Uh, but it was an online only game. It was basically like Planet. It was like. 
planet side battlefield sort of mix, right? Um, it was more like Battlefield where it was a point control game on a big map, but the, the big gimmick was there's these planes that have a hover mode and a fly mode, kind of like the fucking Veritech fighter, except no mech, right? Um, yep. And it was just, there's tanks, there's jeeps, there's airplanes. It's very similar to planet side with fewer vehicles, and it's team versus team, no third team. And the, the controls were really tight. You can have one of every weapon if you find them on the map. Um, the bases were very easily fortified and defended. It reminded me a lot of the base design in Star Wars Battlefront 2, the good one from 2005. Mm-hmm. It was um, really good. And you could do up to four-player split screen and take your party of four online, like Halo. Oh, that's cool. Which was unheard of for Sony consoles. I think Killzone yeah. 2 did that too. Uh, I could do, yeah, I was going to say, for the most part, we were stuck down to um, uh, split screen with one or two on games like SOCOM. Right. Uh, but SOCOM, they never yeah. allowed you to take split screen friends into the online battles. You could do the, uh, yeah, you could do split screen, because I did it with a friend once. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was the upper, lower, just mm-hmm. two, not more than two. Right. I, well, I guess I never tried handle. it because uh, my stepdad and I, we had our own PS2s, and we just kind of made yeah. it work. So. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I mean, also, why would you – yeah, why would you if you had to? Uh, people kind of forget about LAN. Oh, shit. what else? And how Rappa the Rappa? Oh, of course. Oh, the game. Oh, all that shit was. Sweet yeah. Tooth from Twisted Metal. Yeah, Sweet Tooth. Sly Cooper probably uh, – that was Sly Cooper's last uh, appearance. I think he's uh, fallen into uh, – they, they keep teasing a fucking remake, man. I'm so mad. I don't think Sony can. Uh, I don't think Sony necessarily can. I think that's the problem. I think there's. Uh, I think there's some problems with them being able to do another game. And then, no, um, I don't think so. Vic, did, um, did you see that yeah. Sony's uh, Game Pass competitor service is live now? Yeah. You notice I'm how there's nothing on it. Let me no. boot up my PS5. Take a look. Like, I, I want, have you seen? Have you actually seen the selection yet? No. Oh, let's get. Like, I, heard, gonna get I saw victims. a little bit of it. But... You heard it here first, folks. We're going to get Victim 130's live reaction to the disappointing launch of PS Plus. It's funny. Game I've had my, my I've had my PlayStation on since then. PS Plus Premium. Is it or Dylan? Is it? Oh, what uh, the, the fuck is going on? So it's premium. Got it. Let me see. Let me see what you're. What I don't want to know what that? extras. And... Uh, I don't know. What is that, victim? Did you? Could you hear that? No. No. It was making fucking TV static. All games A to Z. Let and it had a up. weird thing going. My fucking Sony Five is haunted, guys. Jesus Christ! At least you managed to get one. The ghost Your of Scalpers Five Pass. wasn't turned off properly. I mean. Oh, I know why it's happening. I, we Dylan. Had to get a... This looks like a massive list of games. However, I we had a, we had a power outage uh, earlier today. That's what. It oh, was. okay. Yeah. However, I understand why this looks like a massive list of games when I'm going through. Why is that? Because so how well, do I get to this? Because none of, like there are like only ten PS5 games on the list. Right. So that's kind of a kind of a, a shot in the arm, right? Hundreds of games. Explore a library of incredible games included with PlayStation Plus Extra. Yeah, go ahead and check this out, Vic. So I actually have a list, uh, maybe for the sake of the viewers and those the the lucky few watching the VOD. How about I just put my web browser on screen for a second and let's just go? Yeah, over, let's do that. Um, I'll read them to you since. Uh, and you'll do the PS5 games, I assume, Dylan, not uh, just uh, they all the to be games. In order. Uh, thanks to 
uh, Eurogamer who put this article together. I'm just going to take their word for it because I don't have a PS5. Oh, I have to upgrade. I don't even have the... So what I pay yearly for isn't even enough to do this. Wow. All right. That's so fun. Yeah, I only recognize specifically like 10 PS10 or PS10, PS5 games. So we're going to we're going to zoom in for the sake of the VOD and zoom in enhance Dylan. The the live stream of Chad's watching um which I can't see your chat because it's in another tab, so I'm just going to take your word for it. Uh anyway, anyway, anyway. So Starting off in alphabetical order for the PS5 games, we have Ass Creed Valhalla. Uh, I have not played a modern Assassin's Creed game, and I never will because it's uh, not right. Um, Hashtag not my Assassin's Creed. Asteto Competizone. Victim, your favorite. I'm kidding. What? Um, I've never heard of it. Uh, Balan Wonderworld? Uh, sure. <laughs> Control. It's like, what if we made Knights, but worse? Cry uh, Chris Tales, Death Stranding Director. That's fair. Deliver us the moon, Demon Souls, Destruction, All Stars, Evil Genius, Two World Domination. Demon Souls being on there is actually pretty good, considering that it's still relatively new, and the yeah. fact that people just don't have PS5s yet is still probably well, worth the money. Well, um, you have to have a PS5 to play it. Yeah, that's right. and yeah, you can't play it on your phone like Dylan can. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that Game Pass has that this doesn't is uh, any of these games I can play my phone if I didn't have the matching console. Um, so we have Ghost Runner, Ghost of Tsushima, Greedfall, Guardians of the Galaxy. So there's a couple of AAAs on here, right? But some of these are kind of old, like, uh, Mortal Kombat 11. It's pretty old. Um, Returnal. Doom. Is Doom on here? Yeah. I don't see it. I mean, it's not on that list because it's not a PS5 game. Oh, fair. And so if I scroll oh, down Oh, you're PS4 looking at games, only the PS5 ones. My bad. I, I didn't realize what I was looking at. Yeah, so there's a ton of PS4 games on here too. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna. Oh yeah, the get the list is actually really long if you look at previous generations. Uh, cons- yeah. yeah. And uh, that's not what people are often looking for in a Games Pass competitor because like some people see Games Pass as an alternative to buying games at all, right? I will say they at least did state that they probably weren't gonna have very many PS5 or even like new games mm-hmm. pushed to their pass, but- and it would be like one of those things that like this is. It would be, like, uh-huh. games that are old by, like, a certain amount that would show up yeah. here. They got some Final Fantasy games Which here. I don't agree with. I, I, I feel like they should be de- developing games for it. I get that they, they probably can't do exactly what uh, Microsoft is doing. Because I feel like Microsoft got in on it at a point Microsoft where it was has. reasonable. Microsoft can sneeze and lose more money than Sony is worth and be okay. Yeah. Well, and another thing to keep in mind, too, is that the Game Pass came out at a time when uh, they were pretty much the only people doing it. Well, you and could, no, they didn't have the you can play it anywhere going so on. It, it was, yeah, oh, it That's was when it first came out, too. So, so not only are they trying to compete with them, but they are playing catch up by like years. So, I mean, so. let me tell you what bothers can't... me while I still have the thing on screen so I can oh, yeah. move it. <laughs> so, so, sorry to interrupt, but real quick, the, what bothers yeah. me is the lack ps2 and ps1 games because when you think of games pass you think of games pass competitor you think sony and its history you think okay yeah i want the i want some new games but i also want the real fucking old ones because i don't either don't have the console necessary to play them or it's so rusty dusty and old it's not gonna run right but uh that's actually where their collection falls the shortest right get a load of these ps2 games it almost fits on my screen right ape escape 2 dark cloud 1 and 2 that's great jack 1 2 and 3 and jack x that's expected right uh, the rest of these, um, sure. Red Faction 1 and 2. Rogue Galaxy, wasn't expecting that. That's probably one of my favorite PS2 games that they ever made. Uh, 
a couple Star Wars games. No, not Battlefront. Actually, not Battlefront. As you're mentioning this, I can't even see PS2 and PS3 games on here. Yeah, because you've got to buy extra or premium, I think, yeah. for that. No, but it should still show. It'll just tell me I need to buy that. But no, I don't here. think so, Vic. I think you literally have to buy them to see them. Are you sure? Because I, I, I can, not see I can, I no, okay. I, I can see all the other ones. Okay, just fine. Yeah, on the actual not... menu for the PS5, not some website, right? So yeah, uh, here's where it gets worse, right? Notice this all fits on the screen. So PS1 games, we have Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, Intelligence Cube, Jumping Flash, Mr. Driller. Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, uh, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Siphon Filter, Tekken 2, Toy Story 2, Buzz Lightyear to the Rescue, Wild Arms, Worms Armageddon, and Worms War- World Party. World Party. That's the best one, though. That feels yeah. like a jam-packed demo disc. A single demo yeah, disc. Yeah. A, a, also, I'm it. looking at the cloud streaming service they've got now to see what they've got on that. Sony has a cloud This is the one that you need to buy their most expensive one for. Oh, and then the PSP games available is just Echo Chrome, Ridge Racer 2, and Super Stardust Portable. They couldn't even get Metal Gear Acid up there. Yes, yeah, fucked up. What a shame. That's a, that is, yeah. What a damn Oh, I can shame. see some of the PS3 games on here now. Okay, so I, I guess I was in the wrong place. That's why. Oh, I do want to mention, since you just mentioned Worms World Party, or Worms, mm-hmm. uh, Team 17 are the ones that made Hell Let Loose. Oh. So they actually show that uh, because I've made mention about the game Marauders before. Which is also uh, being made in 2017. Right? Yes. It, so it showed me that they can handle guns. Right. It's not just uh, for logic. Yeah. Well, oh no, not the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Again? Why'd we do this? Again. But yeah. It's a, but yeah, it's a. It lets me know that they can handle pew pew pew. Yeah. My point is, victim is that uh, it, why do I have to pay more money to play PS3 games than I do PS4 ones? Yeah. Why? Because you know why. Uh, they want your money. Is is yeah, but like, I can emulate a PS3. It's not very easy, but I can do it. If I really fucking care, I'm not going to pay that money. This is too much. Well, I don't know how much you can emulate a PS3. It's probably too much. And play that too, yeah. Better games than what they are offering on the PS2. So, uh, my my current plan um, is the essential, which I, I think is just you get a couple free games each month. It's basically uh, what they had before. Yeah, basically what they had before. Um, and that it doesn't tell me how much that is. I think it's like seventy CAD, like Canadian dollars. Uh, the, the next one up is 100 and four, oh, 115 basically uh, a year. So I'd be paying such a stupid amount more just so I can play some PS... Basically, their catalog of PS4 games. Right. Which is, I guess, not the end of the world, but it's super expensive. It's just a couple to, demo to discs game pass. the games. Yeah, and then 140 if I want to be able to um, stream PS3 games to my PS5. Don't do it. Mind <laughs> you, they're free to stream after mm-hmm. the fact. Well, free, obviously, you know what I mean. Free, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I thought I'd point it out just because it's real now, uh, and we can actually it's look just at weird. This. Now I I have to say a lot of people are clowning on the PS One game selection because there's some games on there people have never heard of. However, I'd like to offer a kindly argument that these people are uncultured. <laughs> Intelligence Cubed. I've only played the demo. 
but goddamn that demo was good right it's a little puzzle game it's kind of neat um jumping flash also very cool um mr driller kind of fun again i've only played the demos of these games but i have no doubt that they were actually excellent right um so it's not that the games are a bunch of nobodies it's that where's what we expect like where's final fantasy 7 where's metal gear solid right where is tenshu where is um uh mega man legends one and two right uh it's all not there uh all the stuff that you would expect from a sony alternative to games pass to leverage its history of exclusives that you're either playing on old hardware or emulating right yeah i think part of the issue with a lot of this too is it just feels like them going through the motions it's like nintendo thought they'd be slick and give you like retro tecmo bowl like why can't sony give us an nfl blitz 2000 right that game's actually fun like <laughs> i don't yeah. know man it's i mean people have been talking about sony being tone deaf and out of touch for a while now i mean look at the the, the fucking japan side of things japan hates sony right now Sony's like Western they, they, them. Yeah, exactly. And that that's insane to me that people are that Japanese fans are out there buying Xboxes when the Xbox side of, of player bases in Japan was so small that they weren't even selling certain games because they couldn't get a multiplayer Here lobby together. Go. So it's just yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. There, and then kind of shifting. Uh, out of Japan. There's some good news out of Japan. Uh, but it has nothing to do with Sony, Nintendo. <laughs> there was a Xenoblade Direct. Did yep. you see it? I haven't. What? So, are me... you gonna watch it on stream? No, I probably won't. I probably just won't even watch it. You just want to go on blind? And, <gasps> I, and that's kind of crazy. But uh, so I watched some of the early trailers, and I was talking with SJ. Uh, even though I haven't, I have I've streamed very few days the past like month. Um. But one of the days I was streaming, we were talking about how um, one of her friends like came to her and like pushed all this shit to her, and she was just like, "I don't, I don't want to see this. This is like I'm gonna buy the game, but I'm gonna play it anyways. So why do I want to look?" And my mind of thinking like, you know what? I could get myself hyped up. I could get myself so fucking excited for this game. But I still need to play DE, and I'm probably not gonna get to it anytime soon. I know, or at least for like another m- couple months at the very least. So I'm like, you know what? Why get hyped for something that I'm going to have to sit through an entire JRPG to even play? Um, you're said, you're not going to have time I'll, for DE. I'll get hyped about it later. <laughs> uh, the, the Xenoblade game comes out It looks good, though. Next what little month. I have seen. Yep. At the end of July. <laughs> yeah, but Bill, Vic doesn't play new games. Right, fair, yeah, really. fair. I'll play it, though. And then I'll happily watch you experience yep. it for the first time at a later date. Uh, Plus, I, get I need to I need to play uh, Persona Three now. Uh, at some oh, point, that so. yeah, that's right. It was announced for Games Pass, and they like upscaled the resolution to look fit on a TV. It looks really good. Like, cause I've played that on PS. Well, it hasn't come out yet, but it, what right. they've shown looks good. Like, yeah, I, I remember it... playing it on a handheld, and I remember how laggy it was. And that trailer was not laggy at all. It's like, wow, that's buttery smooth. That looks yeah, like they a different fucking. They game. enhanced some of the things about it, but one of the things that one of the things that I'm looking forward to for it is the music because it's that's about the only part where it really competes with mm-hmm. uh the other the more recent good old game. lotus juice mm-hmm. well unfortunately the uh 
PS3 or the Persona 3 doesn't really compete with Persona 4 and Persona 5 that well. Right. Uh, so Persona 4 them, uh, was an asset flip of Persona 3. So they took a lot of Persona 3's ideas and made them a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like gameplay like combat. allowing you to tell your teammates what to do. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, in the, the portable version, you could tell them what to do, which is what they're porting to Xbox. So Good, okay. there is that. Um, I'm planning to play one, it. Yeah. I'm also I'm going to play the female protagonist because I, on a handheld, played through the original as the male protagonist, which mirrors the original story. So I'm absolutely going to play through it with the female protagonist, and I'm going to be the biggest whore this town's ever seen. And <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, the best part is, you know, as a... As a uh... The female protagonist, you don't even have to worry about being a whore. You're a robot. <laughs> no, no, you're thinking of Fez. Actually. Oh, right. Wait. You're thinking I of the, you the protagonist. So, the, or the side protagonist. Right, you are conflating it with a different game. So the, oh, okay. there's Persona 3 on the PS2, ah. and then they remastered it Metal Gear style, Persona 3 FES, <laughs> for the same generation of consoles. That's the thing Jesus Metal Gear does. Um, and what Persona 3 FES has is a second campaign after the main story where you play as, I guess, the robot girl. Um, okay. And it takes place during a time loop where they're all sort of coping with the ending of Persona 3, which was really ambiguous, uh, you know, all things considered. And so it gives you some more context about what exactly happened and uh, how the aftermath plays out, because that's all that is concerning. Um, yeah, isn't that what directly leads into Ultimax, sorry? Persona 4 Ultimax? I think so. Uh, also... Uh, or or it's, it's the bridge from... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like that stuff happens. It's canon to the plot of Persona 3. I still really wish they would make better bridges for the for the Persona games. They're so loosely connected. Like it it just bothers me like that these entities and these and phenomena would happen and then somehow they wouldn't fucking find out. Right. But, I mean, uh, like, it's it's understandable that, like, normal people wouldn't perceive it because of the way that all this shit works. That's fine. That's fair. You know, it doesn't hit the history books. But you're telling me that, like, previous cast members wouldn't fucking, especially ones that are still alive and, and mm-hmm. well, wouldn't at least be like, wait a fucking second. Well, yeah, right. and the Persona 3 player characters in particular, would. it's hard to... I mean, yeah, it's my the, understanding. Just the C's in general like yeah. it, it would be really hard sell to be like yeah no they they would just let all this shit go down no problem yeah like isn't it like canon too that like their whole shtick now is they are going around and trying to fix these situations i think so but i don't well that was the end four of, and five well, I, happen well no in four it makes sense because the it wasn't that far in the future yeah, uh, it was like five so, years yeah they were still in high school vic or just out of high school. They would have been just, yeah, they would have been like early college, which I right. think is in Ultimax, mm-hmm. they basically state that the, it was right out of high school that they, they started, I forget it's called the Shadow Core or something like that. Yeah. Also, all the members yeah. of Seas have their own like lives. That's why in the fighting game, they like look like adults, right? Like, like, yeah. uh, Yukari became an actress, uh, fucking, um, uh, Jum- baseball player. Jupei became a baseball player and, you know, stuff like that. Um, I mean, so to some extent, it makes sense. Uh, for four, I guess, but for five, very no little excuse yeah. for five. Like, no, no excuse. No, because a lot of them would, <laughs> especially have... considering how monolithic it was in five, as compared well, to. Yeah, I was gonna say Mitsuru would definitely fucking know that something's up with the government. It wasn't Naoto also in, all, pretty much in the area when shit went down too. 
probably they could have just also, had a one-off um, thing. I mean, it was, that was early in the game, though. I guess so it could it, have before well, anything was on five the as well. One of the issues with five, though, is it's happening in a literal different world. Because in three, yes, they didn't fair. go to a different world. It was just well, an they hour. did. It it just it, yeah, it, the it, rest it was, of the world it shut down for an hour. Yeah, while uh, monsters roam, and they made monsters go away. They they basically explain that as it's like different domains that the I don't think they're all gods, but they're like otherworldly beings are able to like bring and in. I don't even know if the writers at Altus put this much thought into it. Um, I think they did because <laughs> SMT, from my understanding of SMT lore, is that they definitely put that amount of effort into the SMT side of things. Mm-hmm. So I I, I I find it hard to believe that there isn't a lot under the surface for for Persona mm-hmm. that I'm sure will come out eventually. Yeah. In the meantime, Persona we can also Six just is play just our, everybody coming back yeah. together. Which that reminds me, like, where is SMT on the fucking Sony like stream list? Like, what the hell? Oh, they don't believe in SMT. What are you talking about, Dylan? <sighs> yeah, it, bring, it brings me back to they hate they hate Japan, man. That's right. And where's Dragon Guard? Like, near Automata fucking, was such a huge hit. Get them, if, uh... if it were to come out tomorrow that Sony acquired Kotaku, I'd be like, yeah, of course. All they do is praise The Last of Us and tell you Speak- that you're bad. Speaking of Xenoblade, uh, what the fuck, man? Like, I, I know... Okay, sorry. I didn't I'll, have I'll it in me this. to read it. But I didn't me. either. I didn't. Uh, but, like, I, I just want to mention that, like, it makes sense that they would shit on it because it's new. It's 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 got a, a big fan base. It's the easiest thing to generate hype, or generate clicks, right? A bunch of angry fans coming through to see why their favorite game is being called mid before it's even released. I understand. I get it. I understand the marketing. It still doesn't... Does not make it any better. It's still bullshit, um, and I don't give in to rage clicks. So I, I didn't. I didn't right. click through. So the for context, dear but, listener, uh, Kotaku wrote a very cringy article that neither of us read, uh, that basically takes the Nintendo Direct that happened for the Xenoblade Chronicles Three reveals and wrote an article saying that they're expecting it to not be very good. Yeah, they they basically said that one and two were fucking hot shit. So and my hot take on all of this yeah. is that Kotaku generally, in principle, hates Japan. I don't think it's for racist reasons. I think they just don't respect them, right? Which is pretty racist. But um, notice they, they spend a lot of time praising, um, like, the games American that games. they are expected to praise. Yeah. Like, the Nintendo yes. games, like Mario or, or Smash Bros., right? Or Legend of Zelda. Or very games artsy. That they, games that they can't get away games. with shitting on, right? Uh, to put up the facade, right? But, like... Anything original or wacky or not fucking mainstream in our eyes, like the games that aren't fucking Zelda, right, or aren't fucking Mario or Fire Emblem, uh, they don't even give them a chance, right? They're just like, nah, don't waste your time. And, like, with Xenoblade Chronicles 2, they kept bitching about the way the girls look uh, because they'd never seen a a busty woman before, right? You know, I find it funny that I keep bringing up my viewers from my stream, but we were talking about that the other night, too. It's like, you, you want to talk about design-wise? Sure. They were designed to be appealing to the eyes. They had outfits that accentuated their, their features, and, you know, you, you can argue that. But they at least went the extra mile to make, like, potential, like, story reasons for why it existed. They didn't make the characters all of a sudden, you know, fucking walking prostitutes. They, they didn't do that. They were right. genuine characters with writing and That's character development. Point. And it's like it, to boil them down to their to their fucking looks. Isn't that literally the the thing that they condemn? 
Well, right. They're literally becoming uh, the just, thing that they hate. It's okay when they well, do. Well, they always do, but um, that's that's kind of the joke with uh, yeah, Taku yeah. in general. But one of the things that I was going to make mention of is like they've we've had these characters even from the American side. Well, not the American side, but uh, they've been more known on their American because of the like the BAs like Bayonetta. Oh yes, uh, yeah. Bayonetta has a beautiful British voice in uh, the American BA, and her Japanese voice is fine. I'm but surprised nobody. Yeah, you're voice. right. Um, Bandit didn't yet, really get any backlash, did it? Right. Well, because well, no, she's there's, praised there's because a, she owns her sexuality. There's a literal death scene from one of the bosses in the first game where if you die to it, instead of it like fading to a game over, it fades to her basically just barely being covered up by her hair and smoking a cigarette. It's insinuating that they had sex. Oh yeah, it's, so, it's, it's funny. It's over the top, and it's funny. Yeah. But, like, that's the kind of shit I expect them to, like, go in on. Right. Right? And, like, oh. if you actually played Xenoblade Chronicles 2, you'd know that despite the way that these characters look, they're actually really well handled and well written. Right? And, and oh, the reason course. they even look like that in the first place is because they were made by someone. They are made by a dude. And then, we, but we, the, we're not really given context on, but we're, it, it's, it, it's I mean, to be expected. Don't worry. Most that, of the men are shirtless, too. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah really. So, like, but it could it could just be assumed that uh-huh. they were made to look like that because that's oh. what the creator wanted them to look like. But that didn't insinuate or influence their personality at all. These Kotaku yeah, bloggers well, you probably know, didn't was, even. Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna make the poppy joke about uh, you know. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, she knows. Like, uh, uh, fuck, pink haired one, very half. Pyra, Pyra, Pyra knows. And she, like, the side eye she gave the, the little guy, like, over so the great. the extra bits that the, the yeah. made stuff. I can't believe you created yeah. this. What is wrong with you? Like, yeah, the Apparently, side it's, eye. it's a bit, it's a bit raunchier in the Japanese version, too. Oh, but, no doubt. Well, no doubt. Yeah, but, I mean, Japanese but they don't, don't, but they don't sugarcoat it. It's not like they, they don't praise his grandfather oh, yeah, as no. being this fucking amazing huh. dude. It's like, it's cool that he made these, but what the fuck was wrong with him? You know, it's just like, it's, there's no glorification there. And that's. Mm-hmm. That is probably fine by me. I think that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and it's like it's it's hilarious that you know two horny men decided to create a robot. Uh, it, it accidentally became like sentient and more powerful than like all this other shit. And it's like, yeah. wait, what? Oh yeah, like, it's, like, it's, got a... and then and then on top of that, they didn't really get what they wanted either. Right. So my my point is, is these Kotaku bloggers. I I don't think they beat. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, they probably oh, stopped at chapter past 5. the fucking prologue? They probably got all the way to chapter 5. They're like, you know what? I put 20 hours in, and I hate it, so I'm gonna tell you it's bad. And it's like, they don't even know. To be fair, if you put 20 hours into a game and still don't like it, it's probably fair for you to put it down. But also, probably not right for you to be writing an article on it. When it's your job to write time. articles and critique games, but you actually don't play them all the way through, uh, is concerning to me. See, I would be fine <laughs> with that as long as they they denote that. They're like, I only made it to this point, and I liked and hated up to this point. You know well, what? That, that's, fine. that's why. At least that's accurate. Well, and that's one of the things that uh, you know we give like for Yahtzee when he does his reviews, where he says, "Yeah, I didn't finish this game," and we're like, "Oh, okay." And that's why you know yeah. you don't. So you at least why know where his opinion comes, where it comes from, right? Yeah. So it's like the, the bloggers that's at least would never fair. disclose that information. Yeah. Fuck! Right. I mean, can you imagine half them? Half them would have to admit they didn't make it into the tutorial room because they're paid to influence people's buying decisions using that's... their social influence. Like that's what they're really doing. Like... I yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about it before, but I really hate how how little people give them credit because at the end of the day, there is still a stupid amount of people that rely on them. Mm-hmm. 
They shouldn't. Yeah. I agree they shouldn't, but they you, do. Your brain on Kotaku <laughs> is going to be like, why would I play Xenoblade Chronicles 3 when I could replay, repurchase The Last of Us Part 2? I'm not a sexist. Please don't fu- cancel me. Right? And yeah, it's like, it, that's what's going through their heads. And it's like, no, Xenoblade is fine. It's like, you're not going to... I would say there is much worse, even in like Western catalogs, that you could be playing in terms of like... Well, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just come right out with it. In terms of like objectifying women. Or using women as like an object yeah, of some kind. They could be playing right? Monster Girl Quest. Well, even that's better than I think some I mean, Western media. How about but Catherine? Like, yeah, oh, Catherine, I, Catherine, no, Catherine, I think does a pretty good job. Well, yeah, it's also Japanese uh, too. Um, I, it's actually really funny how much you, if you were to dig into games that like on on like their 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 front or like what they push as, as like marketing media, and how much of those kind of games that like come off as like oh. So the object of the game is the woman. And then you realize later on, you're like, no, this is a much wilder ride than I was expecting. Catherine is a fever dream of a game if you go through some of the routes. And no matter how Um, well written Like like a Persona game, honestly. Right. No matter how well written Catherine may be, like the the people at Kotaku aren't going to give it the chance it deserves, right? Oh, no. I think they they piled on the new game as being pedophile bait, if I remember correctly. Right. And they obviously didn't finish it. So, yeah, it, I don't remember what the context behind that was, but I, if I remember correctly, it wasn't anything quite like that. But, but to, to take it back to Xenoblade for a minute, like I, I watched the direct. I'm not going to tell you to go watch it because I, I value you going in totally blind. Right. Yeah. Uh, but there are some people on the Fetty discussing it. And against my better judgment, I jumped into the thread. Probably shouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> but there are some people who were bitching about it being woke. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did we watch the same trailer? Right. Because. I, so I wanted to know the origin of their argument, right? And it turns out yeah. they, they, they say it's woke. It, it's the Mortal Kombat argument. It's like, okay, the girls are sexy in this one. I don't think the girls are sexy in the new one. They went back. And it's uh. like, but I, they look fine. Yeah, I think this kind of boils down to Have you seen our, the fan argument. art of the new characters? Like they, I was going to say, it's like Mithra. Yeah. yeah, it's like Mithra when she got her tights. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, everyone points to Mithra and Pyra, but there was a ton of other like modest characters. Like, what about Pandora or um, Nia. even? I Nia. mean, we can't yeah. use uh, Cosmo, <laughs> right? Although Cosmo, they did but, turn uh, but, into a, like full-on robot. There was plenty very, of yeah, modestly dressed robot. women in that game. Oh yeah, plenty. But I like, mean, but there was plenty of not. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, the Dami Mommy uh, blue hair Pyra. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, okay, that one. But it was a really was, pathetic they, argument. They were pushing out the line with that one a little bit. But. Like, it it was cringe. I was replying to cringe, and I should know better. Yeah. To reply to cringe. But, like, it's that same Mortal Kombat argument where people say that uh, Mortal Kombat, the new ones, are regressing in the wrong direction because the girls were hotter in MK9. Like, have you seen MK9? The way their faces look, the way their, like, fucking, like, square bulk chin and bolted on tits look. Like, they don't yeah, look like people. I, see... I, I got I got a huge rant about that kind of shit too. It's like just because uh, which, they added clothes and they reduced cleavage does not mean they're less attractive. In fact, they're probably more attractive because they don't look like a fucking uh, like bodybuilder. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, if they I mean, it, it explicitly said this is why we did it, then that would have been a fair right. argument. Yeah. Like you know, we thought that the that it was weird that all these women were going into these death matches in bikinis. In which case, yeah, I kind of agree that is weird. It is weird. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, mm-hmm. fuck it. You know, if if your game isn't too serious, then it's not a big deal. But and they didn't drop the well, ninja outfits and the tights and the and the underwear on the outside or the sexiness. Like, there's still plenty of that in the new ones, right? Yeah. Well, what I, I don't, argue what I don't like though is it, it, it's it's the whole censorship argument. Argument. It's like is censorship 
bad as an inherent principle. And I already told you guys this, but I fucking hate that idea. I like the 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 blanket term or the generalization that like because something is quote unquote censored, it automatically makes it bad. Now, I don't think we should praise or accept censorship in in a broader sense. Obviously, I feel like it'd be mm. I'd be a fucking weirdo and a hypocrite if I said that. But um, but you know, like the whole Mithra tights thing, it's like all they did was make her outfit look better. It's not like you could see her tits from the beginning. So what's the difference that you can't see her fucking armpits anymore. You yeah, honestly, weirdo. Dude, the biggest reason they changed it, it was because she's going to be doing flips and shit, and it's a lot easier to just have her wearing tights instead of having to deal with, like, what's well, under the skirt. In all fairness, that one specifically was for Smash. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah, mm-hmm. she's going to do flips and shit in Smash. But and it just wasn't... Yeah. It wasn't something It wasn't something that people needed to go, to go and die on a hill for. Right. It's like... And in fact, in my, in my opinion, and I think yours too, if I remember correctly, Dylan, it made her outfit look better. Yeah, it's just like it, it there, was the this weird outfit. argument that less clothing is somehow always more valuable, and if they start out that way, it has to stay that way. It's like my guy, shit evolves, and right. if if the designer decides that he wants fully clothed characters, then he's gonna make fully clothed also, characters. I, Why I, is that a problem? I, I straight up reject the original premise of this, you know, internet strangers argument that the characters yeah. in the new one are uglier somehow because they're not. Uh, they're it, just, you know, they're they're full, they're wearing clothes that can be changed. Like when you change jobs, you change your clothes in this game. I mean, right? yeah, I change clothes all the time, and that's one of the things too. Like whenever yeah. we, but that's one of the things too. When we get better games, why? Like that's one of the things we do. Like Vic, how many times do you change clothes in uh, Cyberpunk? So, uh, you know, dear listener who just hear, heard an awkward jump cut. Uh, the the stream going strong recording was going strong the jitsy room collapsed did not go so strong but that's okay yeah because uh, i think we were wrapping up our points and i think it's almost time to end the show so, yeah yeah so we are, I, fuck kotaku yeah yeah fuck <laughs> more clothes are not worse oh yeah God. i i just I, I just really don't like the argument i guess that censorship or i say censorship it's what people would consider censorship it's not real censorship um where like a character you know puts on or takes off clothes, I, I just don't. And we don't even, even know if that's the case. Like I don't. It, we, no, I don't think it is. We don't know the original know. concept art for these characters if it's any sexier or or nicer looking than what we got in the trailer. But also yeah. the characters we got in the trailer, like we got a thirty minute fucking trailer victim. So like yeah. we got a really in depth look of like the personality of these characters and how they jive together as a party, um, and they look great. They look fucking great. Um, and they're not unattractive. They're just yeah. wearing. They're just wearing a full suite of clothing, like a fucking person in a in a, in a chaotic world, right? Yeah, um, and it, it's it's a bit aside too. But I mean, I've talked about this at length. Mm-hmm. I just I really don't like the idea of like inherently pushing. Uh, I mean, straight up sex scenes or or like shock value esque shit. Um, and in in some cases, obviously, just sexy outfits where it's like just. You know they're there and they're just set pieces or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it just hurts the storytelling angle of a of a, of a game of a of a show. It's like it to me. In it for some, it obviously it depends on you know, which piece of media it is. I'm not generalizing here, but like in in certain cases for me, it, I look at things and I'm just like, you know what? All they did is prove to me that they did not trust their skills in mm-hmm. other areas. They went for the low hanging fruit because they know everyone likes boobies, or they they know everyone right. likes a you know a girl in a fucking g-string bikini i don't string bikini i I, I do want to say though uh to the the credit of the anonymous stranger uh posting cringe that i found myself arguing with 
right? Uh, to their credit, they their primary argument was that when uh, companies that produce things like video games or movies or art or what have you uh, sort of cater to this culture of wokeness, right? Uh, which, they, yeah. of course, did not define, fair. right, uh, what they meant. Well, I mean... Uh, how convenient. It, uh, but they said... You that, gotta play the opposite side of the coin instead of right. just being a better human being, Dylan. Come on now. So, uh, of course, they didn't define what they meant by that, but I think you probably have an idea. Uh, and yeah. they say when, when companies sort of, like, you know, indulge in this behavior, they should be opposed. Vote with your wallet. Don't buy it. Don't support it. But, like, I fundamentally disagree that that's what we saw in that trailer, Right. Because like normally I mean, I'd be even on board then, with that, right? It, it's like is is that why you buy video games though? Because no. you, the women look sexy. It's like it's not why I buy them. I mean, no. don't get me wrong. I don't mind a good looking woman. I've talked about this before. It's it, my hate for that kind of shit existing has literally nothing to do with being a prude. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine with porn. Perfectly. I mean, we fucking talked about hentai games earlier. I have literally no problem with that. I just I want a product that tells me a good story. That gives me good gameplay. Right. I. I Everything else is entirely secondary or treachery or whatever. I, I the just fuck want to do right by this internet strangers argument because I don't want That's to right. like mischaracterize them as like being ir- irrational. Uh, they're just posting cringe. They're not right. irrational. They're just cringe. Right. Uh, they're just it's like, wrong. It's like uh, you know, cow. And it, it's, it's fine to have an opinion too, for yeah. that matter. I, I don't want to. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm like, ooh, Game of Thrones is fucking hot shit because it's got fucking uh, nudity in it. No, it's, like, it's just not no. for me. Right. It's like right. I get it. It's like um, you you can oppose like games like kind of tying to this culture of wokeness because like uh, being politically correct or woke does not make your game better. Uh, and shaming people into buying it and shaming them when they criticize it because you've you've checked off your little checklist is morally wrong to me. And I will it's call that out funny. when I see it. But that's not what I fucking saw. In this it, fucking it, it's trailer, funny to think right? about this too that they would <laughs> they they would go in on a JRPG for being woke. I mean, you can literally point. Like, uh, you know, with all yeah. fucking digits you have on, on your body, you could point to a, a JRPG collection and hit it, at least somewhere in the range of like 70 to 80% accuracy of games that are just anti-religion, you know, or anti-whatever. Right. Something that what woke culture is very much for nowadays. You could literally do that. Right, they always yeah, do And to they point, do at the point at the couple that probably aren't that way, it's mm-hmm. like... Mm. Or they'll point at games, they'll point at... Like, at least I know... Games. Xenoblade 2 and Xenogears, at the very least, tackled shit like that, but they didn't mm. tackle it in the same way that, like, Final Fantasy would have. Right. Final Fantasy was straight up, like, religion's fucking horrible. It's bad. It'll kill you. There, there's a lot of forward thinking <laughs> and, like, progressive ideas that you find Which in JRPGs, but... and they get no credit for it by the woke people in the United States because they don't like Japan because they're racist. So yep. they, they would never acknowledge it even if it was exactly what they wanted. So I don't think the monolith soft devs were thinking of Westerners when they made their design decisions. I think they just want to make the next, the next generation of a Xenoblade RPG with all their weird quirks. Cause they went over a lot I of mean, systems. Look at Xenoblade one. People forget Xenoblade one. The, it, it's literally the same designer now as, right. is, as the first game. And it yeah. looks like it. Like, yeah, if it's looked pretty much the exact fucking same, it's like people just aren't yeah. using right. their heads or thinking or, or, you know, it's like, it's trying to have an opinion on something without doing the research. This right. is essentially what it is. And so, um, what I just want to, you know, close with is, you know, they could do whatever they wanted and um, the West will never accept them. And I don't think they care. <laughs> Listen, we need more women in full plate. I'm saying it right now. That shit's hot. And anyone that thinks otherwise is just fucking wrong. <laughs> I mean, they've clearly never been in full plate on a hot day. <laughs> there you go. I... 
God, God Rick with the dad jokes. Jesus. Did you uh, oh, did no. you tell your AI uh, companion to write an outro for the show as well? I did not. I can do it right this yeah, minute. Let's do it right, do. let's do it right this minute and uh, see how good it goes. Uh, but just in case it doesn't cover the basics, uh, I'll have you know that this has been the Melomancy podcast. Uh, Melomancy.net slash contact is where all the stuff I usually say in this segment normally goes. Uh, but we'll, we'll let Victim's AI companion uh, generate what the fuck I should say. Just send it to me in a picture. I'll read it out loud verbatim, even if it's fucking goofy. <laughs> I guess I could have warned you a little bit ahead of time that I was going to ask for that. I, I just thought of it. No, it's perfectly fine. Apparently, it runs really fast. Yeah, it should do it like instantly. Oh, I probably should have. Yeah, that's fine. Running through your prompt budget of uh, the $18 it gives you or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's going to. Uh, one second. There we go. Do we have a prop budget, Dylan? No, uh, he was talking about how when you sign up for that thing. I know, to, like... I was just making a joke. Oh, okay. right, there we go. We have budgets for the show. If people want to send us some more Satoshis, I will happily uh, generate more intro. <laughs> I mean, I, I am very much good to go, it, uh, like I said. All right. Right on us. Write an outro for the Melomancy Podcast starring Dial and Rick and Victim. All right. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us on the Melomancy Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on all things melon-related. Tune in next time for more fruit-related fun. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs>